So being Christian means easier life, right? Not necessarily. So let's talk about it. Life can sometimes be a roller coaster, and we get it. So tune into The Walk, where we'll explore the modern-day Christian journey by addressing challenging questions and trending topics faced by young adults today. No topic is off-limits. Welcome to the walk. We are back with our fifth episode. Yeah, five. yeah, number five, number five. Yes, sir. Uh, it's gonna be a good five. one. So uh, we want you guys to start sharing this, start liking it, um, subscribe to our page too, so you can see the future ones. Uh, but our topic today, we're starting a series called "The Whole Truth," mm. and uh, today we're tackling uh, suffering. So it's who's to blame for my suffering? I think it's mm. a question that we have all had. Yeah, you know, we've all gone through stuff. Yeah, and uh, we want to know. Who can we point the finger at? Who do we blame? Um, so to to kick things off, I want to introduce uh, my two co-hosts here. On my left, we got Brian. On my right, we got CJ. How's you guys' weeks, man? You go first. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, my week's been a long hey, week. Hey, what's up, everybody? Oh, man. Um, as Brian kind of said, my week was very long. Uh, I have pretty long weeks because I'm juggling so many ads right now um but it's been a productive week so i can honestly say thank god for having a productive week and giving me the ability to actually have these different things that i'm in charge of um so i can make a difference and make an impact in other spaces yeah sure sure so i heard something before that was like um remember when you used to Pray for the things yeah, that you complain yeah, about yeah, now. Yeah, exactly. Oh man, yeah, that's, that's, that's definitely tough. Be watchful. Be watchful yeah, right. what you pray for. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> God might just answer that prayer. <laughs> um, Brian, what about you, man? Uh, my week it was pretty good. Um, really tiring. Um, so, like, I'm still in school, but um, I think the crazy thing was we have like a project right now. We're working on a short film. So, um, it was I, okay. So I was talking to my friend Stephen. I was like saying. You know, most people, until you actually do it, you don't realize how much work it takes to, like, do certain things, yeah, right? You know, like, you watch a movie, you'd be like, man, that's, like, that's really cool. Or, oh, I got a camera, I can go do that. But then, like, when you actually, like, do the actual steps that it takes mm-hmm. to, like, make something, you're just like, oh, wow, like. A lot goes into yeah. yeah. So I think that, for me, was that realization of, like, wow, that's a lot. And I think I even have more of an appreciation for, like, shows and, like, movies and, like, TV because it's, like. There's hundreds of people that are like behind the scenes making right, this right. thing happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I'm sure you probably true. like catch on to things that we wouldn't either. Oh, like, for sure. Stuff. Like, do you see do you see mistakes when you're watching <laughs> stuff and you're like, mm, people think it's professional, but they're amateurs, <laughs> amateurs. <laughs> no, you, you know what's crazy? I was literally watching a movie like Wednesday night, right? Mm-hmm. Wednesday night, and I peeped. In one of the shots, it was like a mirror, and I peeped like the boom mic in no. the back. And I, and I literally like, like rewinded like ten seconds. I was like, no, nah, no, nah, I didn't peep that. Wait. And then I went back and I see it. I was like, oh, I got it. But wow. but normally I don't see. I normally I don't see that stuff. But it was in like a like one of like the the nineteen eighties type of movies. Oh, so, okay. but like it wasn't like it was yeah. like Harrison Ford. Like it wasn't nothing like low budget. Right. It was still yeah, like, like a motion. It was still like a big movie. It's still like a big movie, but. 
of course, at the time, like nobody's like, "Ooh, that goes the bike." Like, right. You know what I mean? Like they're like, "Oh, like they're, they're hyped up with the action." So yeah, that's, that's what's up, man. So yeah. what would you say has been your favorite thing about school so far? Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I would say maybe not my. Fi- okay, I'll say the one thing that almost like an inspiration in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, one of my teachers, he. Went to UCF as well, and the thing for him was he felt as though when he went out into the real world, he didn't get enough at school to, like, prepare him, right? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't per se, like, the skills, but it was more of, okay, like, this is what the industry is like, like, get prepared. Mm -hmm. Whether that be, hey, you know, you're going to be working 12, 16, 18-hour days Mm back-to-back, or, you know, you can be good at cameras or you could be good at this or that but people don't really care as much about that like Uh they care about okay how well do you work in a team like what i want to call you back for Mm -hmm. the next video or shoot whatever so it's more about like how well you work with people and those kind of Mm -hmm. things uh, rather than um just like your talent per se so i think that for me was just like the realization of having a teacher that you know kind of puts in the time and the effort to show you what you're getting into rather yeah. than okay i'm just gonna teach you the skills but when you get out in the real world like you don't really know what okay. to do or you're not really prepared right right so okay. like i respected that that's okay. super that's important nice, let man. me tell you man mm-hmm. i i can relate to that highly because you know like <laughs> i'm a dentist right and in school like you would hear that like oh you know school is only like the bare bones and then you get out there and, and you know you're still not sure what to do and that yeah. is definitely true i'm like wow it's a lot that I don't know. Um, <laughs> and even the teachers that, like, did try to give you, like, tidbits, like, okay, this is, like, you know, we're doing this in school now, but, like, start thinking, like, oh, yeah. in the real world, you're not going to do it like this because this is highly inefficient. Like, in the real world, you're going to have to, like, do stuff like that. And I definitely appreciated those teachers for that. But I will say, man, yeah, it's true. <laughs> Nothing can prepare you. <laughs> Nothing can prepare you for you to get out there. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. This is, this is like, yeah, so I... I definitely get that. I feel like that ties into my week because my week has just been work. Really? <laughs> just straight work. It's just work. <laughs> and uh, it, it's some weeks are better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, this week was uh, one of the better ones. Um, I think I definitely took a little bit more time myself to, I've been struggling like waking up in the morning and trying to spend time uh, like with God before I start my day. Mm-hmm. Um but this week, I tried to at least, like, some days, you know, it's like, okay, you get up and do a little good 30 minutes. But other days, it was like, I going to get about five. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but I tried to, like, at least, like, all right, do, like, something, you right. know, um, and to give me, like, an ounce of something, like, to, to hold me throughout the day and stuff. Yeah. And, um, I do think it helped because um, there definitely were times through the week where I could have been um, a lot more, like, down or, like, let my, like, joy just be, like, Mm, completely like evaporated, yeah. but you know, it just dipped a little bit. You know, it didn't it didn't evaporate. It just dipped, you know. Yeah, So I'll take it though. Um, I just need to work on you know the consistency to keep it going. Yeah, you know? mm. I think that's that's the the tough part of things. Mm. That's real. Yeah, yeah. All right, so uh, guys, as you are coming in, make sure you are liking, subscribing, sharing. I'm mm-hmm. telling you, this is going to be a great topic. This is a question that we all have: who is to blame for our suffering? Mm. Don't don't want anyone to miss this um and also tell me how you guys weeks were just about to say that i was like what about you yeah yeah put in the comments let us know how your week went you know anything great happened you know ups and downs highs and lows testimonies all that stuff exactly so you know we're actually gonna switch it up normally 
we do the so tell me how segment. Mm-hmm. Well, actually, since you just mentioned testimonies, we're going to do the if he did it for me, he can do it for you. Or the won't he do it, as we want to recall well, it now. Won't oh, he so, do so it that's, that's the new name. Yeah. Yeah. That's the new name. Won't he do it? Won't he do it? Time to be uh, current. Yeah. With the kids. With, with the ways. With the kids. So uh, um, during the segment, we basically want to hear from you guys. Uh, from us, you know, mm-hmm. just testimonies. It doesn't have to be this huge thing. God didn't have to save you from a car crash this week, but you know, He did something for you, and right. we want to know because if He did it for you, He could do it for us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was gonna say with a with an intro like that, you have to go. I first. know, right? I was like, wow. <laughs> he's fired up. Set myself up. He's fired um, up. All right, so let me let me. I actually didn't normally. I try to think of one beforehand, but it, it was a busy uh, busy. I'll tell you guys, we were here to the wire right before even coming live. So. Um, yeah, let me think real quick Maybe about that's my weird testimony. Right? Nah. <laughs> no, honestly though, for real, for real. Like being with you guys, uh, this production, this this podcast, mm-hmm. I feel like it definitely has to be a God thing because there has never been an episode where I felt like prepared. Really? Like, mm-hmm. okay, it's like, okay, let's get here and be prepared. It's always like chaos a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. like it's always like something's happening right before the show, like Things aren't set right, but right. it always turns out great. well. And like yeah. people are always like saying, like, "Oh, you guys did a great job." And so yeah, I'm, exactly. like, oh, I'm like, "You wouldn't, un- you wouldn't know." You wouldn't even <laughs> know. <laughs> My goodness! I remember one episode yeah. that came in like literally 30 <laughs> seconds before <laughs> it actually started. <laughs> I remember that one. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Even last week, I was like, oh, my gosh, I got off late. Like, I came in, like, right after the first segment. Yeah. I think so. Um, I feel like this definitely got to be God because a lot of times he makes things more difficult for you so you can know and, like, have to rely on him. Like, mm-hmm. if if things went smoothly and then people compliment you, yeah. you'd be like, oh, yeah, well, thanks, you know. Uh, that was you, exactly, you know, yeah. It was all me, right. right. It's not me. No. Right. Boy, it's like, not. Trust me, I don't want to take the blame yeah. for that. Right. Uh-huh. Anything went it's wrong. Right. Definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, no, that's the testimony in and of itself. Um, if you're, you know, if you're in a situation where things aren't going that smoothly, it might be because, you know, God wants you to rely on him and he wants, mm-hmm. like, to get the glory out of everything. Right, right, right. Um, but in this week, let me say, um, so I, I, with work is one thing that always, like, challenges me. Um, and lately, I've been working five days. It's a lot. I do not like it. Do not recommend. I don't know how the rest <laughs> of the world does it. Uh, but uh, I've been trying to, um, I work at two different offices. One of them, I've been trying to um, move the office, you know, move us in a, in a better direction because I feel like I've been mm-hmm. uh, uh, stressed out there. I've been noticing a lot of my coworkers are also getting stressed out as well. Mm. So I, I want to to move us in a better direction. Uh, and I know it's going to be a, a huge task and it's not mm-hmm. a task that I want to do at all. I I definitely don't. But here we are. So the question, you're like um, a manager? No, I'm a dentist. So I, oh. I try to shy away from anything managerial. <laughs> like literally, I people don't understand me. Like I just want to be a dentist. I just want to mm-hmm. do the clinical work and nothing else. Like right. I don't want to handle the money. I don't want to handle the people. Like nothing. Just let mm-hmm. me just let me drill this tooth <laughs> and like get you out of pain and like that's it. Like right. I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to like convince you to do anything. I don't want to do any of that. Um, but and I've even said that in interviews. Like I'll go on an interview and be like, you know, they're like, tell me about myself. I'm like, look, I'm a clinician. All right. I don't want someone to come and I have to convince them to do ten crowns. I don't want to do that. All yeah. right? <laughs> so like I'm very upfront about these things. Um, and in this uh, office, I've I, I have like 
tried to do that. Tried to just like stay more on the clinical side, but I'm like, okay, if I'm being stressed out by me not getting more involved and like other people are getting stressed out by me not being more involved. And the reason I don't want to be involved is so I'm not stressed. Yeah. I might as well. Yeah. If I'm already going to be stressed, I might as well try to get more involved and like try to like steer things in in a better direction. So, Mm -hmm. um, that's the task that, um, I've been bur- embarking on for a while, but this week you we started to take a little bit more steps, had a meeting, and like started to try to to get things in the right direction. I know it's going to take some time, but um, I definitely see already how um, how like God just He sets things up. Like it's literally another thing where it's like I have to rely on Him because mm. I can't. This isn't my strong suit like mm-hmm. at all. Yeah, but um, yeah, like He. He's gonna have to be the one to to do it, and like I see already, how he's starting to to help things like get better. So I give him the the praise and glory for mm-hmm. that. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was even gonna I was even gonna uh, compliment you on that. I was gonna say, um, you know, people respect that though. You know, uh, when you were talking about okay, like I'm not gonna try to convince somebody to get like ten crowns yeah, because I'm like. I guess in that business, I'm sure there are people like that where it's like, hey, like, let's suck them, let's oh, suck yeah. up all their For money, all you know what got. I mean? Like, but I do respect that. And um, you kind of made me think about something that Shane and I were talking about a couple weeks ago. Um, it was kind of where sometimes we don't, you know, like when it comes to like leadership positions, mm-hmm. it's like sometimes it just like comes to you. Even yeah. without it even being something <laughs> yeah. that, like, you're asking for. Mm-hmm. But then it's like, you're like, okay, I don't want it. But then whenever you don't do it, you see almost, like, all of the yeah. things around where it's like, man, like, do I have to? Like, you know what <laughs> exactly. I mean? And then, like, exactly. you you almost, like, maybe, like, hold it off a little bit longer. You're like, all right, I, I guess I just might as well do it. because. Mm-hmm. So it was, like, it was kind of funny because it almost makes you realize, like, you're not the only one that goes through those things. Mm-hmm. Um, because, Which is encouraging, yeah. for real. Yeah, that still doesn't make it easy, but it, it is encouraging. It doesn't. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It does <laughs> It's funny because I was talking to Shane about things too. Um, and I was like asking him because, you know, everyone that knows Shane knows dude's a natural leader. Um, <laughs> like he's got all those like qualities in him. So I he was picking his brain one time, like, yo, how did you become like, were you always like this? Like, what things do you do? Uh, he did give me a lot of uh, good advice. Uh, so I'm glad I have people in my corner that I can mm-hmm. reach out to to help yeah. me, you know? Did anybody oh, in the comments say anything? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's in the comments right now. She's in the comments waiting. Like, okay. Y'all gonna talk about me. So, Gray Music said, my week has been great and productive. I'm glad that my family has stayed safe through the flooding down here in... SoFlo. SoFlo. Yeah. Oh, wow. I didn't even know that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, that was, uh, They were able to find gas because apparently that was hard to find right now. Yeah, that's a little important. I heard about um, that. I heard about yeah. that. No, SoFlo gets bad yeah, oh definitely. Gosh. I know it's pretty bad. Uh, was it last week with that whole situation where uh, Florida just got like an influx of rain out of Bro, nowhere? After not having rain for bad long. Yeah. yeah. I was like, ah, okay, I think you do. Think right. Right now. <laughs> it made up for like the yeah. past five months. Of Literally. <laughs> that was wild. That was wild. Definitely. But what about you guys? You got any, any testimonies to share? Um, I would say. It, for me this week, I would say uh, the kind of community I have and the positions I, I'm i in, as Brian was kind of stating, uh, some of the positions that we're in, we never really thought we were going to be, be in or even asked for, and people just come to us and ask for it. And yeah. For me, I kind of saw that this week, and, and it just uh, kind of hit me while, while we were all talking. So on Thursday, I had a 
meeting with my nonprofit and all the people I work with, and I work with some pretty amazing people and professional individuals in the technology space, and um, and I'm a leader in that space as well, being a chief of staff. Okay. Right, being a chief it. of staff and a co-founder of a Caribbean uh, nonprofit tech space. So I was like, wow, like God is really providing for me in that area as well. And also being um, a leader in another platform, an e-learning platform, mm. which I never thought I was going to do in my, in my wildest dreams. So I'm literally managing a sales team for an entire boot camp, technical boot camp platform oh, okay. for a learning environment. Okay. Um, working with some amazing people because we had a meeting today and all the kind of heads of the department, we went over what's been going on, different strategies, how's the boot camp going so far. And it was just great to be in that space with other black professionals as well. And then now today, being with you guys, other professionals, right? Being able to uh, give back and talk about God and give different perspectives for the younger generation and youth and just being with you guys, you know, because I do look up to you guys. So there's been countless conversations I've had with Brian, even though I might be older. Brian is a very wise dude. <laughs> Brian is so <laughs> wise among We're his happy years, to have him here. Brian, yeah, especially yeah, yeah, Brian yeah. is speaking under the influence. Like, yo, if Brian will spit some game to you. <laughs> Like, through God, like, oh, my, yo, this dude is crazy. Like, I needed that, and it was very well sent. And you too, Andre, like, just seeing how everything you've navigated through life, bro, just seeing you become a dentist and how you carry yourself professionally outside and inside of work, like, it speaks for itself. So I'm very happy to be in the spaces with you guys, and, and I'm blessed. I can honestly say that. Hey, man, we are blessed. I appreciate that. I appreciate <laughs> that, bro. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I don't, I don't even know how to come back from that. I'm like, man, I'm like blown away. Um, I would say uh, what I'm definitely thankful for would be so trying to go along with like I was saying, you know, I was like making a short film a lot this week. Um, I think the group or, you know, the people that you embark on, whatever, let's say like your business or let's say like your coworkers or whatever, um, I think this week showed me how important like the people that either you surround yourself with or if you guys have like a common goal to get something done, like whether you have a good group or a bad group, that makes yeah. a major difference in like the quality of things yes. or just like your own like mental, um, just like so many things like that. So pretty much like my group that I had for this project, um, I actually was blessed because... I hear from a lot of my other friends mm -hmm. that they we didn't end up like getting paired up and we wanted to. Their groups, um, pretty much, they're like, you know, some people haven't even showed up. Mm, you know, yeah. um, one girl, she's like, okay, I can only be here for one day of the week and that one day is when we have class. So it's like, okay, <laughs> you know what, what I mean? So, right. so literally, like, I'm you hearing all these. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like, I'm hearing like, all these other stories and you know yeah. i'm not gonna sit here and say you know like everything was peaches and cream for our right. group you right, know? right right but you know when i hear i guess the other complications that other people had yeah. i'm just like man you it's know i'm really that thankful yeah. that mm -hmm. you know things worked out mm -hmm. as best as they could for me so right yeah. i like that man. it kind of reminds me you know when you were in high school and you had those group projects oh, you yes. try to pair up like oh, with but then you realize it's like, man, they don't know how to do no work. Like they don't do anything. But after a while, you realize, let me let me pair up with the smart people. So yeah, let me go. They don't want you. <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. Like, nah, man, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't you hang with those people that don't do nothing? <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> All right. Well, we uh, I haven't seen any testimonies come through the chat, so we're going to move to the next segment. But if anyone wants to share anything, feel free to share in the comments how God has been good to you. Um, so we're going to go to the So Tell Me How segment. Mm. And we have an interesting one today. You uh, <laughs> so I don't know how many of you guys saw this. Um, recently, there had been uh, this couple that had been married for 10 years. Mm. They got three kids. Mm. Let's just say that again. 10 years. 10 years. Okay. Ten years. With three kids? With three kids. Three kids. Okay. They, the kids were like, like all in the teens, like maybe like 12, 15, 12 13, 15, something like that. Okay. Right? Um, the wife. I don't know why or how. I don't remember. I read the article, but I forgot. She decided to do this uh, DNA test to see mm-hmm. like your, your family yeah, history yeah, yeah. and all that stuff. <laughs> and finds out that she's married to her cousin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. After 10 years. 10 oh years, three kids. Goodness. Three kids. Okay. So, so where are we going with this? Where are we going? Oh I want to know what y'all doing in this situation. Oh my goodness! I, like, honestly, I, CJ, I want you to go first because I know we <laughs> had this conversation. We had this conversation like two weeks ago. So I really want to hear. Wait, so how far removed are we, right? Like, so, right, so they they said the wherever the relation was was the great grandmother, and then the test couldn't be conclusive as to like how many removed. Yeah, they said like three. To ten, so I was like, okay, what kind of range is this? Like, I don't know. I don't know. But the the relation that they found was with the great grandmother. I mean, think about it on the arc. Yeah, I be thinking about that sometimes. Like, clearly, on the arc, you know, there had to be some stuff going on. But right. their situation was obviously not intentional, right? Right, right? So it's like, what do I do in the in this situation? We have three kids. But we're cousins. Exactly. <laughs> but we're far, far enough removed to where... Would, would this still be and incest? clearly, the, their, their kids are healthy. The kids don't have... Right, they don't like, have... Right, because so like, you know, usually you would yeah, have some type of form of defect. So I was like, okay. No harm, no foul. <laughs> <laughs> so what you doing? So what you doing? CJ, what you doing? Hey, man, like we said earlier, all my help comes from the Lord. So I, I don't have to fast and pray about it, man. Okay, okay, okay. And what happens if he's like, it's in your hands? Like, what if he... If God says that? No, like, what if he's like... I mean, what if he gives you an open option where, hey, you know... I mean... I, I don't, let's know the comments, I y'all. I want to know what you guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah let's know the comments. What's going on in the comments? No, no one said nothing yet. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Danielle says, "Well, at this point, after ten years, it's whatever." But they don't seem to be close cousins, right? Okay, which I get. I get that mindset. Yeah. Now, I'll tell you my thoughts. Um, I just don't know. That I can look at my wife the same. <laughs> yes, I agree. Like, after, I agree. Like, even if I like really want to be with you, I feel like we might have to like co-parent or something. Because like uh, I don't know. Like I just don't know. How do I? How do? How do I climb into bed with you? You know, like, hey, I mean, like cousin. At yeah. this point, <laughs> at this point, you're not. You my wife, but like you my cousin at this point. Like we're yeah, friends. I agree. We're, I agree. We're, we're good buddies. I at agree. The, you know, I the, agree. At the same time, we kind of have to think about the kids as well. You know, in that situation, do you really want to break up a 
CJ. <laughs> <laughs> a sustainable functioning family. Okay. Because I, I see where you're going, but like at the same time, at, at one point these kids are gonna figure this out. I was just about to <laughs> right. say I was like I mean, and I they're was gonna like, be like, I mean, yeah, 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 you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, I mean, how would they? Unless y'all say No, something. okay, so okay, so let's be know. honest. Let's let's be honest. If your parents mm-hmm. if that was their situation and they were together, everything like that, would you be more upset that they didn't tell you? Mm. In what you're saying, or them tell you, because if you're gonna go that route, it's like I can hear the "you were married to your cousin all these years and you never said it." Compared to like, still they're gonna have that reaction of like upsetness or like disgust when they find out. So yeah, this is a. I want to hear what people got to say. Yeah, it's a tremendously interesting. Let me look. Um, Sister Hunt says, "Do nothing. Continue as usual." Okay. Um, Gray Music says, "Amen. You in it at this point? And low key, we all related. So as long as y'all aren't first or second cousins, (laughs) Stephen." I, uh, I see that point though. It, uh, it's Audrey. tough though. Ten years. Yeah, like, I agree. You I agree. clearly saw forever in this person. You yeah. clearly like fully invested in everything. Mm-hmm. It was not like there was some hiccup and this was like the tipping point. Like, well, I didn't like you anyway. Yeah. You know? Like clearly <clears throat> there's a lot of love here. Mm-hmm. I just I don't I I couldn't justify a split or I don't know if I could split, but I just don't know. And we continue as normal. Yeah, honestly, I'm with you on this one. I'm with you on this because I just feel like in my own mind, it's like, like you're my cousin. Like I'm thinking so far removed though, and 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 in a sense, we are all related in some aspects. Okay, but we don't we don't look at a girl and be like, oh yeah, she's cute. Oh wait, no, she technically is my cousin. I mean, you know what I I mean? Like, it's the fact that like this is now a thought that's in my brain. Yes, right. Like you know, it's not the the. The truth of it or not, truth mm-hmm. of it, like, cause yeah, we all it's technically just a are. Yeah. It's like it's the fact of like, like yeah, right. right, you know, I I crawl into bed and it's like the only thing going through my it's like mm-hmm. third cousin, third cousin, yeah. third cousin, third yeah. like I don't oh know, I, I don't know how to turn that down. Yeah, I don't yeah. know. And I remember when we first had this conversation. I think it was literally, I think it was you and me, and like the rest of the room yeah, were against shocked. us. We're just like, oh, like. Like almost like, like we were crazy for yeah. thinking. I was ostracized. They're like, clearly you didn't love your wife. I think that maybe we're more of the practical, maybe like we see, okay, beyond just the okay, either you leave or you stay. It's like we're thinking of, okay, what is what's gonna be going through our heads? Right. Like what are people gonna be saying? Mm-hmm. Or mm-hmm. just imagine that, like you come to church the next week. Oh wow! Did you hear, brother Hunt and sister Hunt? <laughs> like, like, just imagine that. Like, you're oh gonna have to go God. through all of that trauma. Yeah. Like, oh, like, at least that's how I was thinking it. It was like, yeah, hey, like, this is more than just the okay. Well, we're all good. Like, <laughs> right. no, it comes with repercussions. Right. I mean, Audrey, I was gonna put you in the hot seat, but we'll, we'll say that when the cameras cut. Oh boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Let me, let me read some more comments. Um, Danielle also says, since it's far removed. Uh, I wouldn't care, but if they were close cousins, I'd be upset if my parents didn't say. Mm-hmm. Um, Ivan says, oh, hey, Ivan. Um, it's one of my coworkers. Um, he says, no pain, no gain. <laughs> uh, Carolyn says, none of their shared family knew. Uh, assumed there was a wedding, right? How did no one know? They actually That's... talked about that in the article. Oh, what no one say? knew. Really? No wow. one knew. Yeah, literally, wow. like, she talks about at the wedding, like, 
none of their relatives like recognized each other or anything like that. Oh wow! Yeah, that so like somehow, yeah, I don't know how. Plot twist: Maybe they didn't. They didn't care. Oh, <laughs> I remember they were like, "None of my business." Yeah. Oh, my wait, goodness. wait, ain't that ain't that right. Sheba over there? Right. Ain't that Sheba? Ain't that Aunt Mabel? Uh, second cousin twist. <laughs> Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how that works. I don't know. Oh my god! But yeah, yeah, that's dicey. That that really is. That oh, really man. is. I don't. I don't honestly think there's a good answer to that. I don't think yeah. so either. I think that's like an impossible situation. Very. And I think we all. know what the right answer is, but yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. Like, right. Okay, yeah. the right answer would be, of course, you know, for the sake of the family and the mm-hmm. kids to stay, mm-hmm. but. Yeah. yeah, and that's that's what this couple did do. They uh, the wife was saying like at first it was like a huge shock and stuff, mm-hmm. but um, like the husband was like, well, look, kind of like what, what everyone says, like we ten years, like we've been here ten years. Yeah, like, right. This doesn't. This, I think he said like, oh, this piece of paper doesn't change anything. You know, right. that's true. Like, that's true. It, it takes a strong man to say that, but um, yeah, yeah they so they're still going strong. They. Mm-hmm. Didn't have any too much issues with it, which I'm very happy for them because mm-hmm. this could have wrecked me. So, so moral yeah. of the story: don't do, do ancestry.com. Right. <laughs> do not. Oh, no, you should probably before you get no. married. If they didn't know this, I live by this. It may not be the best thing to live by, but ignorance is bliss. All right. Mm-hmm. If I didn't know, no problem. All I'm gonna say is, you say so, that, bro. What happens? You know, you're just like, oh, do it before. What happens yeah. if the girl of your dreams, or so you thought, Ooh. like you're at that moment, right? And then we can end it here because I know we got to move on. But right. I'm like, if how you're putting it, you're like, okay, well, you know, maybe I should do that test before. What happens if you're like, my God, like this girl is perfect. I know you sent me her. You're just happy, and she's like, right. hey, by the way, like they had a they had a a deal on the ancestry.com. Right. Like, let's do it. You're like, okay. And then you find out like that. Okay, that was God's way of telling me that's not the person for me. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously he's like, all right, let's oh, do this ancestry oh, test. Oh, okay. So you know this is your cousin, oh, so okay. you should not get married. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I got something better out there for you. Right. Okay. That's, God, that's not our, that, that I'm not related to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Um, Sister Cardi says, take it to the Lord in prayer. We're all related. True. Um, Stephen says, are you looking at your kids different too? It's a good point. I didn't even think about like how you think about what do they become? I don't even know. I'm not good at that. So stuff. that's your cousin. That's my brother cousin. Brother what is that? Cousin. What is that? Bro- cousin son. <laughs> Brooklyn. Danielle says, "Moral of the story: Don't tell Andre." I agree. Don't, don't tell, tell Andre. <laughs> don't tell me. Honestly, like I, I will go so far as to say, if my wife did this and she knew, if she doesn't want anything to change. Don't tell me. <laughs> oh, don't, I give you permission. Don't tell me. Don't yeah. tell me. We're good to yeah, go. You can Let's ask me that going. in there, too. Yeah, don't all tell right. me. <laughs> um, all right. We're going to move on. Let me read this last comment. Um, Vera, Vera says, true meaning of blood is thicker than water. I can't, I can't with her. I cannot with Vera. Oh, so my goodness. We want to get into our main topic now. Oh, man. Who's to blame for oh, my. my suffering? Mm. And I think the first thing that comes to mind, like if you, if I was to say that like there was two answers to this, mm-hmm. like what two answers would be given? Who's to blame? Yeah. So I was like, there's only two possibilities. I feel yeah. like immediately these two possibilities come to mind. The right? devil and God. The, the devil, devil and God. God right? Yeah. Like it's yeah. either like, oh, the devil is doing it or God's doing it. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's kind of where we want to start discussing first, right? So let's say... God's to blame for all my suffering. Okay. How would we prove this? I, for me, I'll say the first example that comes to my mind is the example of Job. 
right? Okay. Right. Yeah. Fair. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. So anyone that's not familiar, uh, the story of Job is basically Job was this very righteous, amazing guy, didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. Perfect, right? The devil <coughs> comes to this meeting that God is having, and God's like, Hey, what are you been what are you doing here? The devil's like, Oh, I was walking around the earth, you know, whatever. And God's like, oh, have you seen this dude, Job? He's pretty amazing, right? He's, he's great. And Job's like, oh, he's only amazing because, like, you do all these, uh, you do all these nice things for him. You bless yeah. him. You know, he's wealthy. Mm-hmm. He's got children, all that stuff. And God basically <clears throat> gives the devil permission to start taking things away from Job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And at each time uh, the devil takes something from Job, um, Job doesn't do anything. He, he, he stays righteous. Like, he doesn't, mm-hmm. you know, start cursing God or anything like that. And then the devil comes back and he's like, oh, it's because you didn't take this. And then God's like, well, take that. Then the mm-hmm. devil takes that. And still Job remains faithful. So th- this happens a series of times until Job is literally left with nothing. nothing. Like mm-hmm. nothing. Kids Whoa. died. Yeah. yeah. Like some of the stuff right. Job went through literally his. And imagine finding out all this in a matter of like minutes. Yeah. Right? Literally a servant comes to him and is like, oh, hey, um, these this uh, rival nation came and they took all of your all your sheep and right. oxen and cows. So like all your wealth is gone. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, they also raided this other stuff and took more of your things. Oh, uh, also your kids were all in this house and a tornado came out of nowhere and killed them all. Yeah. Like, so just <laughs> yeah. Like, it's like, what? It's like, <laughs> like, yeah, Until everything is gone. Until everything, everything is gone. Yeah. Uh, then like, you're like, holy crap, this is crazy. But like, he, he was like, oh, like, you know, naked I came into the world and naked mm-hmm. I'm going to leave. So like, right. bless the name of God. Like, you know, I, Still, it's okay. Right. Then the devil's like, oh, no, but you didn't let me touch him. Like, he's still healthy. So God's like, oh, go ahead. Like, take his health. Dude strikes this man with, like, like the boils and boils and yeah. body. He, like, trying to scrape him off his Right, skin. like, yeah. pus is oozing yeah. out. Like, dude is miserable. Mm-hmm. And still, like, Job does not, like, curse God or anything like that. Mm-hmm. His friends come. Oh, yeah. Oh, gotta love the friends, man. And they're <laughs> like, so, Job, I'm sure at that moment, like, it's really hard for you to be going through something and right. remain like faithful, faithful, right? Yeah. Like you want to just be like, woe is me. Like, oh yeah. my gosh, the world is on my shoulder. God, how could you? He doesn't do this. Then his friends come, mm. his closest friends. Mm. And like, the, I, I did not catch this until someone told me this, but it's in the Bible. When his friends came to him, they walked inside, saw Job. They sat down and did not say anything for a week, y'all. Oh, okay. Bro, I know. That's yeah. how pitiful this man looked. They were like, oh, shh. What do I say? What do I do? Right. They did not, they were speechless for a week. Mm. Like, they literally didn't uh, say anything. Uh, but when they did finally figure out what to say, they started blaming him. Yeah. Like, oh, Joe. Like, like, maybe you're like, what did you do? Yeah. Yeah. Why would you do? Yeah. Hey, man, ask for forgiveness. You want me to pray for you? Right. <laughs> you know, yeah. Give me some prayer. Right. Uh, so, like, he doesn't even have a shoulder to lean on. You know, mm. he's going through it by himself, lost everything. Um, That's tough. And his closest uh, people are blaming and him. his closest people, his wife is like, yo, dude, just curse God. Curse God. Yeah. Why, why are you still here? Your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Who's That's, supposed to love oh my you? They're thick and thin, you know. Right. Better for worse, sickness or health. health. It's telling yeah. you to curse God and die. Like, yeah. So this man went through it, and apparently all at God's behest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, God's like, hey, devil, go. Yeah, uh, you could go ahead and go yeah. do all that. So, like, what do you say to someone that like looks at that and is like, well, clearly God's to blame mm. for this suffering. So, 
I got to be honest, this was the turning point, I feel, in my, you know, perception of God, I think, because I guess growing up, whether, you know, Sabbath school or what your parents tell you or whatever, it's almost like, you know, God is this superhero almost that like Mm. comes in with the cape when everything's all wrong. You know, you Mm -hmm. say your prayer or, you know, like take it to the Lord in prayer, whatever whatever that thing is. It's like, ask God what you need and he'll provide whatever. And then all of a sudden it's like, you know, he comes in, saves a day type of thing. Mm -hmm. But then I think when I actually started learning more about God and I started reading a lot of these Bible stories, I was like, I don't really know if like that was like very much how God is. Right. And then accurate. Yeah. And yeah, I, and yeah. I started going through different stories. And then when I got to Job, I was like, okay, this, like this <laughs> sent me, bro. Like when I tell you this sent me, it was mm-hmm. like, okay, you know, you see all the other stuff and you know, people that were faithful, but then, you know, things happened or mm-hmm. situations that God may have either allowed or whatever. But then this story, I was like, wow. And I think it was it wasn't until I heard this sermon and I think the reason why it hit me was because it was a pastor coming from the angle of like, God, like, how could you? Mm-hmm. And I think that was my, cause that was the space I was at. It was right. like, so what you're saying is like, by me doing everything right with God, like this is what could possibly happen mm. for God to almost like, you know, right. almost like prove like, Hey, you know, like he's, he's a good servant. Like he will do whatever, you know, he won't curse me and those kind of things. Right. But then this pastor, he was like, you know, when I first read this story, I'm going to be honest. I was like, man, that was foul. Like he right. said it just yeah. like that. And I was, I was <laughs> right. dying, bro. I was dying. I was like, wow, like you actually, you actually got That's what real. I was saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you actually yeah. got what I was saying. But then I guess he kind of broke it down and he was saying, everybody, it may take them time to get here. And I feel like even for me, it's still taking me time to get there, but he was almost saying that God did it almost like in a way of showing, hey, you know, if there's anybody that really is like loyal, mm-hmm. like it's Job. And that's almost like the highest regard of if God mm-hmm. feels that you're loyal or, mm-hmm. you know, like that you can go through whatever. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't per se, I guess, oh, I'm going to just put you through right. like all this stuff, like mm-hmm. just so like so I can get the accolades kind of mm-hmm. thing. But mm-hmm. almost that apparently is God's way of almost like to kind of show that, you know, I trust you and I, right. Yeah. I trust you so much. And I mm-hmm. believe in this kind of relationship that we that have, we have right. that yeah. you will do anything almost mm-hmm. for me. For me. Mm-hmm. And yeah, like this yeah. would almost prove it. And what's so, crazy is he'll do that. Like he knows this. He's like, I want you to know this. Mm, and the okay. only way you're going to know this is, is if, if you go through, 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 through it. So, like, because otherwise you would, I, I couldn't tell you, like, oh, yeah, Brian, you could lose everything and still love me. You'd be right. like, uh, I don't know about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. sure? Are you sure? Oh, let's yeah. test it out. I'm like, whoa. But it's like, y'all ever wondered, like, how the devil actually felt afterwards once he's once he saw that Job didn't, like, curse God or anything or he got double whatever he received afterwards. I wonder what the devil was going through. You know like, exactly the picture that comes to my mind? <laughs> what picture? Y'all seen Hercules, right? Yeah. And you know oh, when the gets, gets mad with Hercules? And he just lights on fire. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what I picture. Like, he does all this to Job. And right. Job does nothing. He's like, oh, my God. He's so upset. You remember when the mountaintop like blew when he had on the air? That's exactly what I picture. He's like, you know what? I got a 
had enough. I had enough. I give up. All right, God, you got it. He was like, all right, God, you got it. Okay, I trust you. That's literally what I feel like. That's how he felt. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me read, let me read some comments because we got some good ones here so far. Um, uh, Sister Cardi says, uh, "Before we start looking for someone to blame, we should examine ourselves. Mm. It may just be a test of uh, faith and strength. Question is, am I strong enough in my faith? Mm. Uh, to further my statement, uh, is because I know about Job. Um, Pastor Brana says it was Job's integrity that carried him through his suffering to mm. trust God. That's he mean. was not giving That's up mean. his integrity, knowing how God was going to see him through. Mm. Um, Carolyn asks a question. So how? So then how do we determine if God is bragging on your relationship with him compared to you going through a test? Or is that the same thing? Mm. Mm. That's actually so a very you know if God is bragging on you. Okay, or if you're going through a test. I feel like they both look hmm. the same, though. They come in the yeah, same package. Sense. It would they come were, yeah. in the same package almost. And you know what is crazy? So you can only know that if you're on the outside. Like, we know mm. this about Job because we're on the outside. Right. I don't think he actually, I, and I mentioned this before. Oh, go ahead. Say, yeah, yeah, I mentioned yeah. before on here, like, there was a pastor I talked about, like, the story of Job, and his point was, like, I don't need closure. And he's like, that's mm. the point where he wants uh, us to get to as Christians where we don't need answers for why. Because Job uh, never got He never an got answer. it. And yeah, we're like, only reading the yeah. story. He never, like, God never he, told him. He, he wasn't right, like, right. oh, Job, actually, <laughs> my bad about all that. You know, the devil right. was, he was, he was talking <laughs> crap about you. Man. Yeah, right, right. right. No, he never got that. Right. Like, he did wow. bless him in the end, like, mm-hmm. like way and more than he had before, yeah. which is great. But, like, he never he still never got the got closure. Right. Um, and sometimes it, it's going to be like that, you know. You're just going to go through something and... Like God, you have to believe that God is doing something. Mm, it may right. not make sense. It may be a mm-hmm. cockamamie plan, but like <laughs> right. he's doing something, uh, and that wow. takes a lot of faith. Right. But I'm sure Joe might ask that question. When yeah, he gets I'm sure. <laughs> like God, you know listen, what? Listen, listen. As soon as he Why gets to that gate, he'd be like, "Yes, I'm here." So God, so God, <laughs> bro, bro. Um, that situation where I lost my wife, my kids, and you know, everything. Like, what, what? What was going on? Oh. <laughs> uh, you know, for real, that that is. That is tough for him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's a tough space to get to, and I feel like it's gonna be a that's a lifetime yeah. trying to get to that yeah. that space. Honestly, yeah. that's not natural at all. And like we want closure in little things, mm-hmm. much less something like something like that like in that, that time frame. You know? like, yeah, like, yeah. Minutes, like everything just yeah, this whole world collapsed in a matter mm-hmm. of like a few hours. Mm-hmm. Right, and you know I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold you. The reason why I think this story always sticks out to me is because I think, and this is another thing of, you know, realization about the Christian walk, right? Uh Um, Now, of course, you know, I totally, you know, appreciate, you know, all the people that have, you know, fed into me as growing up and those kind of things. But I feel like, you know, we almost, I've always, almost been like trained to think this idea of, you know, if you, you know, do the right thing, you know, you, whatever that path is that your parents may tell you, you know, you do this, you do that. And then, you know, you have a good life and, you know, good things will happen. Those kind of things. That's not saying that those things can't happen, Mm -hmm. but I think like when I read certain stories like this, or, you know, let's say things about things that happened like Steven or Paul, Mm -hmm. those other type of people that were like the diehard fans for God. I did like this stuff that people like never could imagine to do Mm -hmm. their life. Wasn't the, 
you know, like almost like what we would hear of, you know, keep God in your life and, you know, mm -hmm. pray and have a relationship with him. You know, things are going to go well. Mm -hmm. And that's not saying that, you know, you know, you can't have a great life. But I think this changes the dynamic of what the Christian walk is. And are you really down for what it takes to be in it, mm -hmm. even if the bad things come or when my book is showing you all these people that are being tested down mm -hmm. to, let's say Job, right. or I know we're going to get to Hosea yeah. or mm -hmm. all these other people where it's like, you know, at, at least in Job's scenario, he got doubled. Right. Paul right, right. didn't get doubled. Yeah. Right. Yeah, that's right. True. Neither did Stephen like getting stoned mm -hmm. or those kind mm -hmm. of things. So it's like, I think that is a different realization that I've had. And I think it's eye opening. Um, to kind of shift how we maybe even talk about the Christian walk or, you know, even life itself. It's like, hey, like how they say, you know, it's a war or whatever, how we're like mm -hmm. born into this war. It's like if we go based on what it says in the Bible and those kind of things, it's like we also have to treat life almost in that kind of lens and not mm -hmm. just um, that, you know, you kind of like can have this perfect path and things can go well. Mm -hmm. And it's like the Bible doesn't really show us that. Yeah, you know what I mean? That's very yeah. true. Yeah. This is why we're the whole truth. Mm -hmm. The whole truth. That's this series. Um, since you brought up Hosea, let, let's get into this one. Oh, my. Um, <laughs> so, again, I'll, I'll give a little breakdown here for, for Hosea. So, Hosea is one of the minor prophets in the Bible. Uh, his story is basically God comes to him and he tells him, actually, I have it written here. I'm going to, it says, this is Hosea 1. Hmm. Verse 2, when the Lord first began speaking to Israel through Hosea, he said to him, this is the Bible, y'all, mm -hmm. go and marry a prostitute hmm. so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. Nah. Hmm. I think you need to repeat that because yeah, I, think, right. I think this is the area anyway, of the Bible anyway. that we don't hear about. Yeah, right? It's just glossed over, but it's right. like, oh, God told me to go marry a prostitute. Oh, imagine, really? imagine going up and like doing a testimony in church and saying that. <laughs> yeah. be like, you are a liar. That yeah. was the devil. That was the devil. That wasn't God. Not right. my God. Not my God. <laughs> no, literally All right. tells him, speaks to him, go and marry a prostitute so that some of her children will be conceived in prostitution. Mm. Why? Hmm. This will illustrate how Israel has acted like a prostitute by turning against the Lord and mm. worshiping other gods. Mm. Right now, you might already be like, this is insane. Yeah. But it gets deeper. Yeah. Right? So this dude is forced. He's a prophet, right? So that's like your pastor. Yeah. Being yeah. like, bringing a prostitute. You're like, this is my wife. Right? Then now, imagine your pastor marries this prostitute. You're like, this is this guy's nuts. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> the wife goes back to prostitution. Oh yeah, yeah. Leaves him. Yeah. And, you know, goes back to the whorehouse. You know, she she's doing her thing over there. Mm. Then you and in our head, I'm like, well, yeah, duh. Who told you to marry this prostitute? Right, <laughs> right. You already had to convince people mm. one time. Like, here no, we no, go, God, bro. Here we God go. God told me to marry. Right. Here exactly. we go. Right. Yeah. She leaves. People are like, oh yeah, God told you, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And then here comes God again. Yeah. <laughs> like I Hosea three verse one. I'm so glad you brought then that Then the in. Lord said to I'm me, so go and love your wife again. Oh, no. Nah. Even though she commits adultery with another lover. Mm. This will illustrate that the Lord still loves Israel, even though the people have turned to other gods and love to worship them. 
Okay, okay, well, before, before you go on, Man. I just want I just want to paint this picture because I already know I already know some people are already like I'm not talking about the the young people, but I'm already like I'm already oh seeing it. Oh my goodness! I want people to think of this story not as what the lesson was, right? Right. Because right. I feel like think that's the first thing everybody right. wants to think. Oh well, you know, he obviously was doing it to show right, the relationship, exactly. the comparison between but Israel. But it's like let's be honest, right? If God were to say that to us right now, we would be like, "What?" I'm gonna do what? <laughs> Yo, it's the, for me. It's the second part though, because I'm yes, like, that, "That's yes. what had me too." Okay, go back to her. I, yeah, I go back to her. I tried my best, God. Like, right. I, I done married her, right? Actually, and this that that must have felt like it blew up in your face, right? Yeah. Like, God, I did what you said, mm-hmm. bro. She's back at the. Are you kidding me? Like you told me to go, I didn't want to go marry her. Like I, I look like Booba the Fool. I told everybody that you told me to yeah. marry this person. Like I, that's I'm picturing that conversation with God right now. Like, God, are you kidding me? Yeah. And then his answer is, go get her. Yeah. <laughs> go get her and go. love her again. And and here's the thing. This is what actually was kind of crazy because I actually. That's why I'm so glad you hit the verse three of like go get her again mm. because I actually read this this week. Because I was like, I knew there was something else to the story that like sent me. And it was like the next verse. He was like, so I bought her for 15 shekels Yo. of silver and about a homer and a lekel of barley. Um, and, and that moment, it was like, okay, so not only, <laughs> this, this is how I think, right? I'm like, okay, God, oh if you goodness. want me to like go be back with her. Mm-hmm. Right. At least, like, you got to at least, like, bring her, like, halfway or something, right? Right. Or at least have her in the mindset, like, okay, you know, like, I need to be faithful. Mm -hmm. And then I'm reading this. It's like, no, he had to literally, like, buy her as if she's still a prostitute. (laughs) She she didn't change. Oh, my So it's like, and then, like, next on the story is, like, him, like, saying that he's, like, telling her, hey, you know, for these next couple days, like, I don't want you to be a prostitute. Like, I want you to just be, like, more or less like my husband. Mm -hmm. Wife. Well, sorry, my wife. Right. Yeah, I'd be like my wife. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that, for me, it was like, wow. Like, he literally Seriously. not only is going through. Seriously. And I'm like, the Bible, it's funny. The Bible doesn't say all of the, I'm guessing, <laughs> what the town was talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Or I'm guessing maybe, like, his parents or all those other kind of things. But just imagining him going through that, I'm just like, wow. Yeah, nah. That's crazy. No, 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 no. Uh, <sighs> all right, all right. Let me, let me, let's see. Do we have any newer comments here? Did something happen with the stream? I don't know. I haven't seen anything come in. Okay. Um. Yeah. No. Nothing. I want to. I want to get to that man. Uh, I what you said. What about what I said? <laughs> yeah. Uh. Let's see. Do you have anything to say? Yeah, Brian pretty much covered yeah. everything. To be honest, <laughs> you felt <laughs> really passionate about that. No, because <laughs> it, I actually it's because. I, when I read this story, mm-hmm. it like pushed me so far out of my whole, because like I said, like I right. only viewed God of like, hey, you know, you pray with him, like mm-hmm. you pray to him and it's like, you know, like your wants and your needs, those kind of things. Exactly. But right. never did I picture like, could God really tell somebody to do something crazy like that? Right. You know what I'm saying? So I think that shifted it. So then it kept me intrigued. Mm-hmm. And then when I went back to this verse, when you first talked to me about like being mm-hmm. on the show. I know you never said Hosea, but that was the first person I, yeah, that came to my head. Because yeah. I was like, okay, obviously Joe, but Hosea, I was like, like if there's anybody that went through the gutter, I was like, it was him. Because, you know, Job, he got mm-hmm. it, he got it back like right, two times. Right, right, right. But 
He went to the grave with everybody like, oh, yeah, that, that Jose. That he, guy's nuts. Yeah, he's nuts. God <laughs> told him to marry a prostitute? Like, okay. Man. So I was like, wow. Yo, literally. So what I did not realize until I looked at this was that each time he told him to do something, he, he's telling Hosea, like, this is going to illustrate. So he didn't get anything back. But what's different about this from Job is that he knew the purpose. Job just went That's through true. it. That's true. And at the end, That's thank true. God he got stuff back. Mm-hmm. Hosea didn't get anything back, but God, he gave him the crazy command, and he's like, this is going to illustrate X. Wow. Right? Mm-hmm. Then he told her, hey, go get her back. This is going to illustrate X. Mm-hmm. Right? And so the thought that came to me was like, dang, like, am I willing to be an illustration? Because mm. both of those situations are... Exactly. Wow. Huh. Exactly. Because, like, we go through suffering, right? And in this case, Hosea went through suffering to illustrate something on God's behalf. Yeah. And am I willing to go through mm-hmm. some suffering? Right. Not because I did something wrong, but as an illustration. But just so that I could be an illustration for someone else to get something out of it. Wow. Mm-hmm. For God to be glorified. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's where I'm saying I'm like having that mindset, I think yeah. is where we're probably supposed to be mm-hmm. on like I guess mm-hmm. the Christian walk, but I think that's where I was saying I'm like that's what blew like my mind when I read mm. these stories. Cause I'm like, either we're going about this thing wrong, the wrong way. or <laughs> right. apparently God only moved this way back, back then. then. And clearly I don't think that, mm-hmm. but I'm like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, it's, it's a tough thing to think, but I think the closest thing I come to thinking about, when it comes to stuff like this is when you hear those testimonies of um, like people that are doing well in their life and then they, they're saying like, oh yeah, God told me to leave everything behind mm. and do this, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, we're seeing the end result of that. Like whatever God did tell them to do, it became like a success. They're like mm-hmm. helping a lot of people, like whatever it is now. But like in the beginning, that must have been really yeah. rough, mm-hmm. you know, like you didn't have much to your name, mm-hmm. you know, you were in a, a new place, you know, mm-hmm. like, for example, people that like, um, like dentists or doctors that like, they have their own practice and stuff. And they're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, God told me to like, sell my practice, leave it all behind and then become a medical missionary, you know? Mm-hmm. So it's like, you were living in this affluent, nice life. And all of a sudden you're in Africa and, and like you've got nothing, right? And and, like, but yeah. you're just helping people, you know? Yeah. Right. Um, and I'm sure all their family and friends are like, even some of these people with families and like, you're going to do what now? Yeah. Right. Are you, like, you dumb? Are you, are you dumb? Yeah, right. like, are you, yeah. So that, I feel like that's the closest I can think of to an example. And I'm like, it must be pretty crazy. But yeah. at the end, those people, they come back with crazy testimonies, you know, that's true, uh, that they would not have had. And like their relationship with God is at a whole different level mm-hmm. because of their obedience. Uh, because true. they were willing to suffer for a while mm-hmm. to get something out of it, you know? That's true. And, you know, I think you made a really great point and it made me realize, you know, for the people that think that God only speaks or does things in one way, I think this story showed, like, there is not yeah. no yeah. one, like, oh, yeah, you know, God like, only talks this way or he only lets mm-hmm. you know but this mm-hmm. amount of information or, mm-hmm. you know. So I think that was almost eye-opening when you kind of said, you know, Hosea, he got the explanation, right. but he didn't really get maybe like the return on investment where it's right. like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. the happy ever after where mm-hmm. she's perfect right. and everything's good. Right, right, But, right. Um, you know, Job, it's like, I went through all of this 
and then I lasted. Have no idea why, no <laughs> idea why but, but I got everything back. Right, exactly. Yeah. And then we never know that in the story where it's like. He doesn't say this, but I'm sure he, mm -hmm. for the rest of his life, he still, though he had everything back, I think we always look at it like, oh, you know, he got everything back in the end. But it's like, let's be honest. Like, if you lost, let's say, your kids right, and right. all these other things, right. that doesn't just go away. Not you know all. what I mean? Right. And then Not if so God is, pain right there. Yeah, yeah, you know, and then if God is, let's just say, didn't give him that, you know, mm -hmm. closure or whatever per se, but we have it, mm -hmm. um, I'm just like, wow, it's really crazy. Yeah, yeah. honestly, honestly. So, let oh, actually let me read this comment first. So Stephen says, uh, "I look at it as Paul, Job, Hosea, and Stephen were some of God's closest friends, and mm -hmm. these were the people He entrusted the most to spread word, to spread His word, uh, to show what true faith is and how hard it is, but doable." Mm -hmm. You know, so those yeah. are like you know, I, I like that. Those are like the the high ups in the company is like, hey, I'm giving you this tough task because I can't mm -hmm. trust you know. Someone that's lower in the company, I gotta give it to like my exec, you know, yeah. my mm -hmm. chief operating officer over here, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, I like that, Stephen. I like that. Oh, hold up. We got more. He says, so people wouldn't have the excuses that Jesus was able to endure because he was sent from heaven, but other human beings are capable of that faith too. Mm. I like okay. that's key. That's that's key because I do say that sometimes. Really? I'm just mm. like, you know, but Jesus went through this, but he was Jesus. He was you know? Jesus, right. yeah. like oh, okay, he was fully God, but fully man, but he was still Jesus, you know. Yeah. So that's a good point. Like he's showing that yeah, other, other people that were fully, fully human did go through some crazy stuff, exactly. and they were able to to endure it. Can good I point. can I pose a question to you guys? Yeah, and even like to you guys as well. You know, the last comment that you say. Can you read it again one more time? Which one? The, the last part from Stephen? No, the one before. Before that. So yeah. he said, I look at it as Paul, Job, Hosea, and Stephen were some of God's closest friends. And these were the people he entrusted the most to spread word and to show what true faith is and how hard it is, but doable. Okay. Mm. Perfect. Okay. So what would you say? And I will even get, you know, personal. I think that turning point for me i heard that from somebody mm -hmm. and that was i didn't feel reassured by that you know mm -hmm. i didn't feel reassured knowing that okay so what you're saying is almost like because god may you know entrust me or i'm mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. giving my all or whatever that means that i may have to go through things that other people don't right or my tests may be you know what I mean? Like whatever yeah, yeah, scale it is, harder, right. whatever mm -hmm. type mm -hmm. of thing. And I think, what would you say to those people when they get that realization of, okay, this is what it is. What's the positives? What's like the, you know, the mindset to kind of have yeah. with that, you know? And that almost goes back to what we were talking about, like the leadership thing. It's like, yeah. you know, I don't want to do this, right. but it's like, in this scenario, it's almost like heaven or hell kind of thing mm -hmm. or whatever mm -hmm. to kind of, you know, keep that relationship with God. So what would you kind of say to that? So that's tough. I do see your point there. Like that, that, that does flash on or like, mm, God, well, maybe we don't need to be that close. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> yeah, that, that's yeah. what it means. Yeah. You know? Maybe we could just be cool. You know? <laughs> but no, I, I get it. But the thing is like, God always wants the best. Right. So, mm -hmm. and that's why I asked that question. Like, are you okay being an illustration? Hmm. Because it almost does seem like, that's the guy you're just kind of like using me. Yeah. Like, you know, I'm just, I'm just this illustration that got to go through this tough stuff. Like that is a little, 
it can feel a little like belittling maybe yeah you know or that you're just being like used mm-hmm. um but i think it comes down to like your relationship right so like you mm, this is a tough one for all the things god provides and for the crazy love that he shows he only asks for you to love him back right mm-hmm. okay. that's it so yeah he puts you through some stuff but everyone's going through stuff right mm-hmm. so how i look at it is like all right if i'm gonna go through suffering regardless because it's not like oh if i but like what I said, like, oh, like, could we just be cool guys so I don't have to go through? <laughs> like, there's people that don't know God at all, and they're still going through stuff. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So if I do, if I, apparently to be alive, I'm going to be going through stuff, I'd rather go through it with him. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, it's going to suck, but at least in this scenario, I can know that there is a reason. There is, I may not know what it is, but I'm going through this for a reason. Hopefully it's for mm-hmm. my betterment. Hopefully I come out on the other side with everything back, you know. Maybe he's using me. I don't know. But there is a reason. It's not just like nonsensical suffering. Because I feel like that would drive me crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like that would. That's why I, I, I can't like let go of God. Because I'm like, if I was just going through life and going through the craziness that I go through in life. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason for it. Like, mm-hmm. well, why the flip am I? What is it for? Why would I keep going? Uh, so that's what I would say. Like, yeah, I get that. That's a that's a tough thought a tough, yeah, a tough right. pill to swallow yeah but like the alternative is that you just going through this for no reason whatsoever yeah and that's even worse right you know? and to to add to that i would say what if we didn't have those examples as far as um with job and hosea as far as god knowing the beginning from the end right what if we as christians uh going through this what if these stories weren't in the bible Hmm. How would we operate? Right. How would we know? We would seem like we're on an island. Right. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So yeah. God gave those examples to touch the lives of millions of people, in, in my opinion. So we matter. We wouldn't even have, be having this discussion right now if these stories uh, didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. So in a sense, um, we're, we're, we're getting these stories and they had to go through that to save the lives of probably millions of people. Because mm-hmm. if these stories didn't exists maybe we would have lost a lot of souls in that process so that's the way i kind of look at it um and also i wouldn't say we have to go through some stuff uh in order to get something out in return or for god to show us a a teaching because we've seen examples of people like enoch where you live the righteous life and god was like hey you know what Come on up, bro. Like, I got you. Like, you don't got to go through nothing. Just just, just come on up. And what is it? Who, who else got um, uh, Elijah? Elijah? Moses? Moses. Moses. Right, yeah. Moses. Some, people, some people just didn't really have to go through much. Okay, well, Mo- Moses, Moses well, went well, through a lot. Well, yeah, Moses yeah. went through a lot. Moses His blood pressure was right. like, I'm like, 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 yeah. Right. That's that's another like, conversation. Right. Like, I was also speaking about Enoch. So he lived a great righteous life, and God was like, you know what? Come on up, bud. I got you. He's like, listen, let me get a little lonely up here. need someone like you up here. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So let me let me read some of these comments, and I'm gonna, we're gonna move to our next our next segment here. Um, so Stephen said, um, "Oh, the song uh, I give myself away has relevance. Mm. Um, our life is not our own, and if we rock with him, uh, we allow him to use us in a way to help others." Yeah, like we were saying. Yeah, 
Uh, Debbie says, crazy love. That's exactly what the story of Hosea is all about. Mm. Yeah, he's illustrating just like the craziness that we see what Hosea did. It's like, that's the craziness God's trying to like get us to understand. That's how much I love you. It does not make sense. It does not matter. Like, mm-hmm. you look at Hosea crazy for marrying the prostitute in the first place. Mm-hmm. Going mm-hmm. back to her after yeah. she showed her true colors. Mm-hmm. How much more, like, do I love you? And, like, all the times that you go back, like, all the times mm-hmm. that... You, I tell you to go left, and you're like, uh, absolutely, I'm going right. Like, right. every single time, and I keep coming after you. You know, right. like that really is what it's all into, about. Who do you love more? Do you right? Do you love man mm-hmm. more? Do you love God more? Yeah. Uh, Stephen also says your reassurance is promise that He is making a place for those who show their love and faith in Him. Yeah. Like people got to see the proper response to that, and it sucks to have to be the example. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> it does. It does suck, but. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, like, it's a responsibility that we definitely bear as Christians, for sure. Um, and honestly, even if some people that aren't Christians, like, some of the struggles that they go through, I feel like I benefit from them, too, when, like, you hear about it after the fact. You know? Yeah. Um, so God That's doesn't only use Christians. Let's put that out there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, we've talked about God uh, a little bit longer than we were supposed to. But, uh, it's because he's so good. Amen. Let's talk about the devil, right? No, brother. So, who's to blame for all my suffering? Could be God. You know, he is in control of everything, right? Mm-hmm. But there is this being, the devil, <laughs> that, you know, was the originator in a sense of, of suffering. He's the, the the first person that, you know, caused rebellion in heaven and, and, mm-hmm. and, you know, came to earth, tempted us, and now we're in the mess that we're in. Um, how can we say that the devil is the, the, the cause of, of suffering? Uh, by definitely tempting us into certain situations, like you'll be that bug in our ear yeah. to say, like, "Hey, man, like you know, just take it one more sip, one with her, <laughs> and yeah. then you know, you take that one more sip, that one more sip, that other drink, and then you get behind the wheel, and mm. then the next thing you know, you fall asleep behind the wheel, endangering yourself or endangering other people as well, mm. and you know, ending up." passing away in a car accident or something, right? And then you're, 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 you're gone. Right, right. So um, the devil can definitely take a hold of you going through certain things yeah. if you aren't wearing the whole armor of God. For sure, for sure. For yeah. Sure. Uh, you were going to say... I was, I was gonna no, say go, ahead, go, ahead, right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I feel like, and this is honestly a, a point against God in the sense of who's to blame for all my suffering, but mm-hmm. I feel like the devil is like a tool. Like, hmm. he usually is the one to carry out suffering, but it's usually under the let God let him do it. Like, mm-hmm. so even yeah. in the Job scenario, yeah. just, God's like, yeah, go do like, that. Like, I'll allow you him. to do yeah. so much. Yeah. One thing he said, um, he just can't kill him. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. you know, God didn't cause the suffering, but he, he allowed stop it to happen. It. Right? He didn't stop right. it either, yeah. Uh, and the devil is that, like, being that, like, that's what he is about. Like, the, the Bible says, like, you know, the devil is like a roaring lion seeking to he may devour. Like, whatever he can do, yeah, he, he will, he will, will do. do. Right. Like, he he will, will cause the most havoc that he can cause. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, his, one of the slick things the devil does, there's mm-hmm. this book, um, it's called, a trip into the supernatural. Mm-hmm. If y'all look that book up and you want to read it, it's a great, great book. It's really small. Like you can read it mm-hmm. very quick, but this book was eye opening. It's basically about this guy who was an atheist and he got caught up in like, uh, um, that real spirituality, spirituality, like 
devil worship and all this stuff. He mm. got caught up in all that, and he's giving his testimony of how he, like, how he got caught up in it and how he got out of it. Um, and the reason I really love that book is because he was showing a lot of the things that the, like a lot of the devil's tactics, like, and so one of them I always remember is, um, so he was at one of the, the meetings with the people that are high up in this stuff. And he was like, so like, why is it that, um, I think he asked like, why is it that the devil is always trying to take his, take, take himself out of things? Like, the devil doesn't want people to believe he, he exists and stuff. And so he, mm -hmm. in a lot of ways, he he allows people to believe he doesn't exist. Because it's like, he could just make himself very known, you know. Mm -hmm. um, but he doesn't want people to believe he exists so that if there is pain or if there is suffering, they know it's coming from him. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not coming from him. He doesn't exist. It must yeah. be coming from God, you mm -hmm. know. So then that's where a lot of people who don't really know the, the full story, right. that's what they're going to believe. They're like, mm -hmm. that was a, there's no sure guy with a pitchfork and yada yada. Like, no, that's right. God. God's the one screwing up my life. Right. Bro. And they're like, dang, that's so smart. Mm -hmm. That's like so smart. This guy, like he doesn't do anything on accident. He very intentionally causes like suffering and pain. Like he very mm -hmm. intentionally causes us to like think certain ways. He very intentionally like does all things he does to try and like, and in the whole grand scheme of things, he's just trying to hurt God, mm -hmm. you know? And to hurt God, he's like, oh, I'm just gonna hurt what you love, us, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. I feel like that's that's the devil's main goal. So you could say he is. Well, like he's part of the suffering. Yeah, mm -hmm. he's, he's causing suffering to hurt God. Mm. You know, and then people are blaming God in that process. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> uh, let me read some comments. Um, Kathleen says, "Our heavenly Father measures and weighs every child before He permits it to come upon the believer. He considers the circumstances and the strength of the one who is to stand under the proving." And that's definitely true. And that, that kind of falls into, I think, what uh, Steven said earlier, how, mm -hmm. like, you know, he gives it to his best friends because he, yeah. he, like, knows this is what they can handle. Um, Brother Clark says, remember Romans eight twenty eight, and we know that all things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. From Noah to Joseph to Daniel to Hosea, what God allows us to go through usually makes no human sense. That's true. Huh. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't. Um, that verse is like, oh, my ways are above my uh, yeah. above your ways. My right. thoughts are above yeah. your yeah. thoughts. Yeah. Like he he knows more than us. Plain and simple. <laughs> plain and true. simple. Plain and That's simple. True. Plain and plain and simple. Um, we played the blame game, guys. I, I was gonna say, yeah, we've uh, we blamed God, blamed mm -hmm. the devil, but even if saying like the devil is the originator of sin. In a sense, it's true, but it can really come down to choices. Uh, the choices that we make. That's true. We can be the, the cause of our own suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, in a sense, you know, Adam. I was going to say, could we start there? Like mm -hmm. he, he, he sinned first, and that, that has led us to the mess that we're in right mm -hmm. now. Um, well, Eve. Could be. Uh, could I mean, be who, that. who ate who, who ate first? But remember, nothing didn't happen until after Adam ate the forbidden fruit, right? But that didn't mean we nothing. don't know that. That, that well, mean nothing was gonna that. happen. That's the, true. the original sinner was Eve. Eve. The yeah, very yeah, right. Yes. Yeah, the very, yeah. Yes. Well, on Earth, yes. So yeah, yeah. But 
Uh, okay, okay, I'm, I'm gonna say this, right? I don't know how much, like, but I've always heard this story that they're mm-hmm. like, okay, if Adam would have didn't eat, yeah, eat that, wouldn't right? have eaten, of course, God would have just given him somebody else or mm-hmm. whatever, those kind of things, like, I always heard, but I could see a part of your point where mm-hmm. I could, I feel like he maybe prolonged it out, obviously, to see what Adam would do, mm-hmm. but. I think it's funny. Me and Steven literally had this conversation last week. It was like, okay, but let's be honest. If you were in his position, and it's good because we're all yeah, guys here. Mm-hmm. Like, mind you, there is nobody else on this earth, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all you're doing is surrounded by just animals. That's true. That's and of true, course, at that time, there was like, I guess like they all had their own, you know, like their pairs or their mm-hmm. whatever. And it's like, oh, wow. Like, you know, I finally got a girl. Like, I finally got somebody that looks like me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sure like it didn't just happen from the minute she was made like it happened maybe the next day and my and my i guess imagination Mm -hmm. they you know probably built a relationship you know like they working on stuff doing things together and then it's like oh wow so uh this apple now you know what i mean (laughs) so yeah yeah i would even ask you if we're gonna think of the blame on ourselves do you feel like you would have done something different in adam's scenario Mm, that's a very good question because i think that's where it starts from like right. yeah, that, yeah. and you're right. We have extra knowledge now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. all Adam knew was his wife. Was I knew none himself. of these animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I knew none of these animals were my mate. So God puts me to sleep and gives me an equal. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. And after I've built this life with her, she's apparently gonna die now. Because that's what God <laughs> said. I, I don't know. If she's still alive. She still yeah. got the apple. She's still alive. But like. I'm not trying to be alone again. Yeah. You know, so I, that's a good point. I yeah. never thought about that, the toughness of that situation yeah. that Adam was in. Yeah. I, I, might, I might have joined it. I don't know. I don't know that that's I wouldn't be alone I don't, again. I don't know. That's, that's tough, Ryan. Yeah. But you know why I say that? I say that yeah. because, and I think it wasn't until the conversation me and Steven had, it almost makes you think almost, I probably would have did the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So... If you're going to come from that point of view, I think I think when it comes to the blame game, like the whole sin thing, it's like, oh, well, because of Adam and Eve, da 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 mm-hmm. Like, that's why we have this. And then from there, of course, like, you know, you could blame God or the devil for, like, the everyday things, whatever. But technically, like, the whole sin thing and why we're going through a lot of it is because of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, because yeah, of what happened yeah. there. So... I think when you think, I guess, at least from that perspective, it takes some kind of blame. It still is annoying because I still sure. I still say it all the time. I'm like, I don't think it's fair that I have to, per se, go through this this because right, of right. them. Someone else right. did. You know what I mean? Like, I get, I get the aspect of like, hey, you know, we still have a choice to like make it to heaven. But I'm like, mm-hmm. but we didn't have like the perfection and mm-hmm. then a choice and then it went bad. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, like we right, right. were born and it was just bad. Right. You know what I'm saying? Born in sin and shit. Yeah. So, but I think when you put yourself in his place, mm-hmm. it gives a little bit more of a you have a little more sympathy. Yeah. Right, like you, you look at the situation a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That's true. That's very true. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna keep going from where you just left off, but I want to read some comments first. Um, uh, Danielle said, "That's where you have to trust God. Before there was Eve, it was just him." meaning uh, Adam. But of course, the human mind goes to thinking the worst and automatically assumes once she's gone, we'd mm, be alone. But yeah. why not think God will provide 
someone else. Yeah, that's hindsight talk. Yeah, I was like, I feel like moment, it's easier to say that. that I feel moment, like it's easier to like, say that. This girl going to die. <laughs> yeah. Gonna, take us both. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking, I was like, I was like, what if he pulled like a Romeo and Juliet? What if, mm, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I feel like we look at the story of, you know, maybe he was, you know, tempted to or like, you know, but what if he in his heart was in that mm-hmm. way? It's like, you know, I don't want to live without her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, and it's just like, OK, well, you know, whatever is the worst that's going to happen to both of us. I mean, right, at right. least we'll both be together. At least we'll be together. Right. Yeah. Man, maybe Adam had true love. <laughs> um, Steven says, I think I would have failed. I feel that. Um, based based on some personal experience we all can oh, we all can try we all, all we can do my gosh all we can do is try uh to better with the extra knowledge we have now oh all we can do is try to do better with the extra knowledge we have now yeah um danielle says a lot of times we think we do something different because we uh, know how it ends exactly. Yeah, uh, that's but true, that's if true, and when true. we're in those situations, we do the same thing. Right. Yeah. Uh, Carolyn said so. Andre would die with Eve, <laughs> 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 but wouldn't stay married to his cousin. That's ah, right. so they coming. Right. So, so they coming. So they coming. So they coming. You got a yeah, that's a like good that. point. Yeah, that's different. That's different. I know there's other people out there now. That's why I can't yeah, stay with the cousin. Man. If I was Adam, I wouldn't know that there's other people. It's just Eve. Yeah. That's, why. <laughs> that's true. Um, that's hilarious. But now, going off what you said, Brian, like how it's like not fair, you know, of what we go through, that brings me to where I want to go next because, in that sense, you know, Adam was far, 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 far off, right? Dude, yeah. The original guy. And we're dealing with the effects now. But what about. Uh, the people that want to blame their parents or like, you know, uh-huh. um, I feel like a lot of people that go to therapy, they'll tell you that like they found out that their upbringing was the reason mm. why they're going through certain things or why they, they're they shaped a certain way or That's like, deep. you know, the way they think. Like, I feel like a lot of times it goes back to that. Right. Um, and it could be that maybe you're going through certain suffering because... Your parents, your parents, oh you know, you know, generational curses are a thing, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, the Bible, the Bible talks about that. So, what, what would you guys? You want to take that one? I'm a, I'm, a, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. But, I, but I just, yeah. I, I mean, general generational curses are definitely a thing, and we've kind of seen that. And I think it's up to that generation within them to kind of break that suffering, right? Yeah. We may not know what our great grand parents did and, and far back did but you in this generation now it's up to you to kind of break that in that process um and even going to say some of the some of the things that i would say even our parents might have done uh for example right um we we might not want to do a specific i guess job that they they want yeah right like yeah. let's career that's the word i was yeah. for a, a specific career right so it's either doctor lawyer engineer or, di- <laughs> or disappointment yeah. <laughs> so i would say um looking at it from a different angle of our parents even causing us i guess in some kind of suffering uh we kind of have to pull ourselves away from that to do the things that we kind of enjoy hmm. as far as like a career path right so even if they might not like it and you go down this path and it leads you into you being miserable, you being depressed, you mm. being not able to fully enjoy your entire life because you went down this path that your parents kind of chose for you, 
and not necessarily the path that God chose for you and something that you wanted to do in your life, right? So I would definitely say in that process, our our parents can even lead to our children's own not demise in a yeah, sense, defeat but or something. They're, they're, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah well, no, no, yeah. Right. Kind of, they're yeah, demise yeah. in a sense, and and they're suffering of how they go through certain things in life, and also not really showing them certain things in life as well. Like, hey, there's more than one way to get to a goal, and there's more than one way for your child to be successful. Mm. And I think if a lot of more parents kind of realize that, then um, there will be a lot happier and healthier parent mm-hmm. to child uh, relationships. So. And then, then it goes back to, okay, so your parents and their parents, how was their relationship? Yeah. Right? Right, so right. It's, someone has to kind of make that cut off, right? So, Someone's got to make the change. Right. Someone has to make the change. So what I try to do with my children, if I don't necessarily like the, the career path they go down, hey, that is their choice. Yeah. I would just say, hey, make sure you consult God on this. Choose a path that um, you want to do and, of course, consult God in. And if they don't like it, <laughs> then, of course, they're going to learn that lesson, right? So I would say it's easier to learn that lesson in that process than hearing it from someone else. Because let's be honest, right? Our parents told us, hey, don't touch the stove. Don't touch yeah, the stove. Don't yeah. touch the stove. What did we do? Touch, touch the, stove. the stove, right? Yeah, absolutely right. But <laughs> after we touched it, did we touch it again? Nope. Exactly. Yeah. So exactly. once we learn that lesson, I feel like we have to go through that lesson sometimes to actually feel it, mm-hmm. to really understand what mm-hmm. we actually went through. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. I feel like there's so many ways you can go with this. Like as far as like the parents and Mm -hmm. you know, let's say like the suffering. I think Wow. Okay, so I feel like in the context of I guess suffering and like what we personally go through, right? Of course, whatever upbringing you have, you know, like you're gonna go through some things, even if you have the greatest parents or not, you know, like you're not going to agree with them. You're not going to see eye to eye, but there's other people that, you know, they actually have bad environments. You know what I mean? Like they go through things that not the average kid or whatever goes through. Right. Um, and I think something even more when we're bringing all this, it almost leads me to feel like, I feel like almost everybody has a part to play. Yeah. Like, like, and I don't know, that was where this was supposed to end <laughs> off. But I feel like when you look at just the topic of suffering, mm-hmm. like, I feel like there's like a whole, you know, like yeah. circle of like people that can be shown in some way that not like, oh, like you're the main one to blame or this right. or that. There's, but I feel like, people's hands yeah, yeah, you know, like, yeah. for instance, like you can wake up in the morning and, you know, you walk, you walk downstairs and. You can get into it with your parents, right? Mm-hmm. But then you can go outside and someone cuts you off. And then right. you're mad at that person. So it's like, yeah. you already have two people to blame for your quote-unquote <laughs> suffering. <laughs> right. Or why, why you're in a bad mood or upset during mm-hmm. the day. You know what I'm saying? But I feel like um, when it comes to like parents, I think there's just multiple ways. You could look at it like the physical, like, you know, like a, people that go through abuse, those kind of things. Mm-hmm. You can look from it like a mentally of, you know, still abuse like mental mm. abuse or even like mindset where you know sometimes you know because you grow up thinking one way based on how your parents, parents taught you exactly, yeah. it can be okay well maybe that works for you right. in your generation right. but when i use that same approach approach or mm-hmm. applications it wasn't practical for, for this now right. you know what i mean for the generation mm-hmm. we live in now so i think there's multiple you know angles of it 
But yeah, bro, I just think you just hit almost <laughs> like I feel like everybody got a part to play. <laughs> in it, you know, everybody got a part to play. <laughs> Let me read this comment. Uh, Steven says, I think we need to stop blaming altogether and deal with the hand we've been dealt because we can't uh, we can't change the past. Respect. This is a sinful world, unperfected, so nothing is going to go the way we want. That is true. Yeah. It that says it doesn't mean it determines who we are or who we can be, though. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's definitely true. Like, uh, a lot of, I consider myself a realist, so a lot of situations that, like, what happened to me, I'm like, it's already happened. Like, yeah. literally, my favorite line. Good. From Lion King. <laughs> bro, is Rafiki, bro. When he slapped Simba on the head and he's like, it doesn't matter. It's in the past. Really? Because that's what I want to do to a lot of people. Like, really? A lot of people, like, will, will like, vent to me or complain to me. And at some point, I just want to slap him on the head and be like, it doesn't matter. Mm. Like, it already had, like, right. it already happened. Like, let's focus on the next step, the future part that we can actually yeah. change, right. you know? But, like, I get it. It, it is, is a, a natural response to be in that space. But, like, you want to train yourself more and more to not stay in that space. Like, yeah. have that space, but then transition out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because once you're in that space, you cannot change anything focusing on, like, oh, how sucky the past was. Mm-hmm. Uh, doesn't matter. It already happened. Like, yeah. like right. how do we make sure it doesn't happen again? How do we go to the next phase? Um, right. um, to yeah. add just a little bit on that, uh, one of my mentors kind of told me, um, you have to learn how to control the controllables. Kind of like what you said in the past. You cannot control the past. So yeah. the only thing you can control is the present and the future. Mm-hmm. So once we learn how to control the controllables, then you can kind of step forward and move forward and con- controlling and moving forward with the, the, the cars you're dealt with exactly. in that process. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. And, you know, that's that ties perfectly to the last thing I wanted to say about the generational curses thing, because mm-hmm. I heard uh, a pastor mentioned this i don't remember which pastor it was um but he was basically saying like when people talk about generational curses mm-hmm. the verse they always bring up to like prove that it even exists is the mm-hmm. verse like exodus 34 7 and it says uh keeping mercy for thousands forgiving iniquity and transgressions and sin by no means clearing the guilty visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon the children and the children's children to the third and fourth generation Mm. So that part was like, oh, visiting the iniquity of the fathers upon mm-hmm. the children. That's where like, oh, yeah, you know, the father's sins become the son's sins. Yeah, yeah, son. yeah. And like that was the basis for like generational curses. And mm-hmm. there's definitely examples of that happening. Like, you know, like David definitely struggled with his temptation with women. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Solomon, oh, my God, with like 100 <laughs> or whatever wives. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> we see, right. <laughs> yeah, we see that, okay, it definitely does exist. Yeah. Uh, but his point was like the wording of this voice of this verse was very intentional because it says visiting the iniquity, mm. right? So it's like the iniquity that keeps being passed down is a visitor. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I don't know about you, but if someone comes and visits my mm. home, they don't have to stay. I, I'm in control yeah, of how long control. they stay. That's right? good. That's I can good. kick them out. Control. So like That's controlling good. the control Ooh, of us, yeah, I may not be able to control the fact that this is going to be a temptation for me yeah. or that this is something I might have to go through, but I can control how long it stays there. I can't control like my mindset in this. I don't have to go down the exact same path. I don't have to like struggle with whatever it is mm-hmm. for as long as my father did and their father did, mm. you know? I can't like there is something in there that you can control because this is just a visitor. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, and I, when he said like that, I was like, that's 
that's true and like right. that gives you hope in the situation right you know yeah it, it sucks to be a participant in a, in a generational curse but mm-hmm. like there is a part that you can't control and there's hope mm-hmm. for you in that situation wow yeah. um is all right so I, th- I think this is all i want i think we've done enough blaming <laughs> <laughs> um, I think we can uh, agree more or less that there's multiple factors when it comes to yeah. like who's to blame. Like mm-hmm. you know, even if you want to say, it, if, "Oh, I'm gonna blame one thing," it might be sin. Like because sin's in the world, right. then like there is suffering. That's just mm-hmm. what comes with it, and suffering by all different hands, but by God's own hand, by the devil's hand, right. our parents' hand, our own hands. Yeah, you know, right. the Bible says we reap what we sow. Like mm-hmm. if we do something, you know, setting yeah, up ourselves up for consequences. Consequences, right? Yeah. Down. So there's many, many things at hand. Um, mm-hmm. And we can't control what happens to us, the suffering that happens to us. If we could, I, I, I'm not going to choose to suffer. Yeah, right? so, who? Exactly. <laughs> not me. So like, like CJ said, the only thing we can control is how, like, how we react in this, in this situation. Um, and I will say like that, that's much easier said than done. Right. Um, but there are tools at your disposal you know god he never like lets someone suffer and suffer in isolation like he's always there mm-hmm. he always does like his love never departs from you uh brother clark that verse that he said uh everything that works together for those uh that love god and are called according to his purpose mm-hmm. um so like you're not alone in that situation you definitely want to have god at your side um and if you do have people in your circle i, I think you'd be surprised to find um how many of us are going through similar things. Um, I think that was one mm-hmm. thing that was very eye-opening for me when uh, COVID first happened. I don't know why. Around that time, I feel like I started having a lot of real conversations mm-hmm. about just, like, how we're really doing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I found out, like, oh, like, I'm not a lot, like, you know, a lot right. of things a that I'm struggling with or, like, that I'm, yeah. like, uh, I'm thinking to myself where I'm like, oh, I'm not crazy. Like, other people are, are thinking yeah. these things, too. So if you have people that you can reach out to um, so that you know that, you're not alone. You know, some people may have been there before or are currently in that a similar mm-hmm. situation. And you can kind of like help each other through that situation. Yeah. Um, and I would definitely say to, to pray for who you can talk to because you can't talk to everybody about your problems yeah. um, or about what you're going through. But um, God definitely has uh, people in everybody's lives that he's put there specifically to help you. So yeah. if you ask him, he'll, he'll show you who those people are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I actually, I'm actually glad you came back to that because I was going to, I was going to say that I think, there is a space where I think everybody needs to have these realizations of, you know, mm-hmm. the blame game. Yes, you don't want to stay in that, yeah, yeah. but you need to understand, like, okay, we all know, okay, the Adam and Eve, that's the, like, mm-hmm. but I think there is more to the story. Like, like I was saying, like, seeing that there are things that God has his hands in, right? Right, right? That was something, at least for me growing up, I never knew. So when mm-hmm. I first read the Bible, I guess, like, years later it was like this is not the god i felt like Mm -hmm. i heard about Mm -hmm. or knew about Mm -hmm. all my life right and then you know even like let's say for how you know we say the the whole devil thing right i feel like we give him so much more credit credit than he deserves than he does and i was that's why Mm -hmm. i was saying like all my life i thought god was like just this superhero it's like saving everything that the devil Mm -hmm. does wrong it's like okay let me go fix that let me go fix Mm -hmm. that and i feel like even with the realization that hey you know god sometimes will put us through yeah like put us through certain things Mm -hmm. not that he just allows things like sometimes he actually Mm -hmm. like orchestrate or like whatever um things Mm -hmm. to kind of 
that may come across as wrong, it can right. be, okay, hey, you know, like, you're actually doing really good. Mm-hmm. Bad things may be happening, but it's because you're actually doing really good and right. I see the value in our relationship. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And I think that is, like, a perspective that you need to have because mm-hmm. when you're going through bad things, you can see it not just from the, okay, in Job's, what did I do wrong? Or, right, yeah. Um, when other people are talking or like, oh, maybe God couldn't have said Mm -hmm. that. You know, Mm -hmm. you're looking at all these other perspectives of not just the stories, but just how God doesn't just move in one way. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, I just feel like that's super important to like know and think about. And to kind of touch on what you just said, it's like, you know, when you're at work and you're doing very well at your job, what do they do, right? Give you more responsibility and <laughs> more work. That's how it's it goes. like, man, you are killing it, Andre. You know what? Here are 50 more files for you to do each day. It's like, why am I getting more work? Because I'm doing good. So should, I, so should I do bad? <laughs> right. No. No, that's it. But it's like, kind of like what you were saying. Like, hey, God is actually, I wouldn't say, God is giving me a test because he know I'll get through it and do better or gain more insight or to teach a lesson right to gain more faith or to Mm -hmm. strengthen your faith because you know you'll get through it and have that go through that test and to give that testimony to even save someone's life yeah and to go on what andre was speaking about earlier if we really rely on our and ourself we'll take that uh that power away from god and it's like you get you know kind of bloated and big-headed and then God is like, hey, hold up, pump the brakes. Let me <laughs> sprinkle this in here. It's like, whoa, God, I need you right now. Okay, yeah, yeah that's what I thought, right? So you yeah, do, you do need you. It. Right, like, let me refocus yeah. you. So um, we kind of have to pull the reins in and say, okay, God, all of my help does come from you. Truly. Thank you for the reminder. Truly, truly, truly. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's move to our last segment. Um, mm-hmm. We are going to the talk to the walk segment. And guys, we've actually been getting some uh, really good... Um, responses and talk to the walk. So thank you for those that have uh, put in submissions there. Um, so I w- there's one that I saw that I was like, oh, we have to address this. There's a lot, and if you got, if one of yours doesn't get answered today, I'm sorry, but we got it next time. Yeah, wait, we're we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna probably have to like start answering some of them on on our Instagram or something, so we can uh, make sure that they get answered because uh, we don't have all the time to do it now. Mm-hmm. But this one. Well, remember, Shane also said that if they get enough, you guys can have a whole show That's for true. it. We can't do a whole show where we're just doing you guys' questions. So, so send in more. Yeah, send, send in, in more, more. Send in more. And we actually, uh, I, I was going to say this at the end, but I can say it now since we're talking about it. Uh, we have our own website now. Okay. Uh, TheWalkLive.org. Okay. Uh, so shout the out to Adrian Live. Francois. He designed the whole thing. It okay. looks amazing. Um, so you can go there. All, all of our episodes are posted there. Announcements are posted there. Mm-hmm. Upcoming events are posted there. We got our um, cups too, right? Uh, yeah, our nice cups. The, the walk. walk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Got some swag now. You know? mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Um, gear. We got some gear. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so this question came in. It was it was two separate questions, but they they kind of <laughs> tied together. So I want to pose these to you and mm-hmm. our yeah. audience. Help us out here. The person asked, "Can mental health?" be prayed away let's get it mm. let's and get it someone else uh, uh, it. had you're another question it. that says i suffer from manic depression and anxiety when i talk to the elders and pastors about it the same answer is given talk to god mm. so i i think this is something that i want to hear y'all first this is something that i feel like has been uh uh 
that, this is something that's happened in the church a lot. Yeah. Um, where people have very real problems mm-hmm. and they feel like they're not getting real answers. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. uh, like, oh, I could have told myself to pray about to it. To pray about it. Exactly. Like, yeah. I already know that Who's to say they already didn't do that? Exactly. Like, and, and actually, let, let, me, let me clarify something because I, I can already hear some other people where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, like nobody's saying that. I think it's not that prayer doesn't work, doesn't not, work right. not, or that it may not be the thing, right. but I think it's more that not everybody's situation is that the minute it's preyed upon, it's instant healing or right. it's not something that it's a practical work through or something over mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. or, you know, therapy or other things, right. other ways where yeah. it's more than just the spiritual Aspect get on your knees right. and then do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'll go first. I'll go first. Mm-hmm. So the first, the first question I was like, can mental health be prayed away? I, I, it's a tough thing to answer. I don't think so. I don't think prayer by itself is enough. There has to be action behind it. Just like if I pray that God will make me wealthy, but I don't do anything, mm. I don't okay. think I'm going to get wealthy. So like, mm-hmm. respect. Just like if I have, you know, if I'm going through depression, if I'm going, if I have like bipolar disorder, or if there's just something that uh, my mental health is off, I don't think just praying about it is enough. Now, if it is, that's fantastic. You know, that is the <laughs> ideal situation. But I don't know that all the time that is enough. And there are other things you can do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think some people aren't always, especially as Christians, we're not always as transparent enough mm-hmm. um, to give people one those real options or to two, explain that some of us have had these very same struggles mm-hmm. uh, and be real with people about like how we got through it. Because truth is, we didn't just get through Pray it by yeah. praying about it. You know, yeah. like, we had someone that we that we, we talked to and and were able to like get through the situation together. Like there mm-hmm. was there was things that we did to help. Um, and I for the person that was, you know, that that has uh, depression and anxiety, I'm sure you've already talked to God about that. Yeah. I, I really am sure. Yeah. Right. Uh, I fully believe that you've done that. And there's more uh, that you can do. We'll, we'll talk about some of those things. Mm-hmm. And definitely to piggyback off you, Andre, um, I I agree with you. So it's, it's not just something that can be prayed away. And I think in uh, our community as black and also Caribbean people, we need to take something as serious as this as mental health more seriously yeah um we'll we'll just say oh talk to god about it or pray it away meanwhile as we're saying like you you have to be more transparent you have to be on the same uh level ground or let people know what you went through and how did you get through this experience at the same time because they are suffering like depression is real depression is very real i i'm in therapy right now for things that happened to me in my past and things that happened to me in the military. And, and it's very difficult. And you, you uh, go through a lot. <laughs> and I 100% agree, we need to have those open conversations in church when people are saying these things, we need to uh, definitely have a more keen eye to, to know how to help people go through this process when it comes to depression and, and mental health. Mm, wow. Um, wait, was there like a specific comment you wanted to say, or do you want me to? Oh, no, I'm just now looking at it. I'm like, oh, I haven't, haven't been looking at it for a second. Do you want to like, do that? <laughs> um, and then, you all right, let me, let me see. Let me see. So, Steven says, uh, prayer can help, but uh, you got to put in the work too. Mm-hmm. Um, Sister Carter says, prayer with patience. Um, Maddie says, I think prayer should, I think prayer should be asking 
uh, for the guidance and help, mm. uh, et cetera, to overcome mental illness, not just praying it away. That's a good mm, point. Yeah, praying for like deep. what you that's need. Deep. Right, yeah, right, right. Um, Daisalyn McKenzie says, when you pray, you need to have faith about what you're praying, uh, praying about. Mm-hmm. Uh, Danielle says, I think the church, the churchy answer is prayer is prayer. The churchy answer is prayer mm. because mental health is not something they're used to dealing with. Right. So instead of saying nothing, mm-hmm. the default answer is to pray. To pray. Uh, right. But she agrees at times we need to be more, there needs to be more practical answers. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that That's was exactly right. where I was ready to go. Right. Wait, wait, you want to say something? Yeah, I was, I was just going to touch on saying this is why uh, I believe God created you know, the space of having therapists and counselors and psychologists and psychiatrists. Um, to have in those fields to help you go through those situations right. like exhibit a myself right so since i've been in therapy dealing with the certain things i've struggled with it, it actually has been a help as tough as it has been so i'm definitely gaining clarity understanding and feeling better about myself and being more comfortable in my own skin and, and working through the problems that i've had in the past so yes of course i did pray about the situation that i was going through but ultimately Therapy has been um, the greatest thing that I, decision I've made since going through what I've been going right. through. Right. Mm. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's kind of funny how you kind of said that. It kind of reminded me of uh, one of like my favorite movies. It was literally you ever watched The Pursuit of Happiness? Yeah, Will Smith. Yeah. yeah. So there's a part with his son, him and his son, and the and the son is like he tells a joke. He's like, "Hey, Dad, you know, there once was um, a little uh, like a guy, and he was drowning in the ocean, mm-hmm. and." He prayed to God and he was like, oh, God, uh, can you please save me? And a boat came by like five oh, minutes yeah. later. And then he's like, hey, you need some help? He's like, no, God's going to save me. Yeah. And then the boat goes by. Then like 10 minutes later, another boat comes by. And then he's like, hey, like, are, are you good? And he's like, no, no, God's going to save me. You're good. Right, right, and then right. it happened again. And then I guess like the, they were like, oh, like whenever he died and went to heaven type of thing, they were like, oh, um, why you yeah, why did you? Why did he? He's like, why did you? Uh, he's like, why did you say it? He's like, why did you get in the boat? Sorry, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> no, no, no. But like, that's what I thought of when you mm. said that. Um, and number one, I also want to applaud you because this is the second time I heard you, you know, open mm. up about that. And I do want you to know, like, that is some people like they may not understand, mm-hmm. you know, what you're going through, but even just you putting that out there and like talking about, mm-hmm. you know, that you're going to therapy, even you just being a man, right? right. Like that's something that mm-hmm. breaks certain boundaries. Right. Or, you know, even just hearing it like a Christian point of view, mm-hmm. um, that's mm-hmm. something that is definitely like respectable. So, Thank you. yeah. Um, and like when it comes to me, my, my opinion on, uh, I guess that whole thing, I see it both ways. So, I see it that it can be prayed away and that in situations it isn't. And I'm going to tell you why. Almost the same thing for, oh man, so much good stuff is coming to my head. Okay, so just like, for instance, like in the Bible, right? There were people that were healed Mm -hmm. automatic, like Mm -hmm. with Jesus, right? He was touched or whatever and it was healed, right? Mm -hmm. And then there's other people like Paul where it's like, the, like the thorn or whatever in his side or mm-hmm. right? Right, right, right where it's right. like hey like god can you please take this thing away and it's mm-hmm. like no mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying <laughs> right and yeah, like yeah. so i think that perspective it shows that you know there are people that 
I feel like they can go down to the altar and it can be a, you know, we pray over him mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. thing is gone, right? Right, right? But then I do think for a lot of other people, there is that thing like Paul, where it's like, hey, no, like this might be your battle you have to face for the right, rest of right. your life, mm. right? And I think that for me, and I like Danielle's point, like about, you know, kind of like, that's something that needs to be talked about more because mm-hmm. I think that was always the thing hearing when you grow up, it's like, you know, pray about it or this and that. Mm-hmm. Totally understandable, agreeable, right. great, right? But there are still things that you need the practical applications to help you get through. And it's not always just going to be a cookie cutter, pray, it gets better and Mm -hmm. it's perfect. Right. Right. And like, that's why I was so happy when I, like when I did read the Paul thing, because it made so much sense Mm -hmm. of like, Hey God, you know, there's certain things I prayed about for years or for long Mm -hmm. periods of time. Like why hasn't things changed? And I think I'm gonna be honest, like there was one sermon I watched and it was talking about mental health Mm -hmm. and the pastor, he was saying, I'm gonna be honest, like it really like had me broke, like broke, like I was broken down, like crying because mm-hmm. it was like, like I thought, like this was not like how it was, because it was almost like you know I thought you know of course, you know you know you could pray about it like we always say you know you could pray about it and you know like in time it'll just go away and I think he made a great point of you know sometimes you may have to go through that thing for the rest of your life. And can you be okay with that? Mm-hmm. That God may use you. Not not everybody's story is always going to be, uh, right. you know, I struggled with this. I struggled with that. Not, not mm-hmm. saying like the drugs and the other addictions, but like the other things. Like, you know, some people like they have family problems. Like, you know, people are praying for their families. Like, hey, you know, mm-hmm. I want things to get better. Yeah. Or, you know, the other things that aren't like vices or other things like that. Mm-hmm. That's not saying that God doesn't care about that situation or other things. But there are people where they may go through that thing for longer periods of time. And I think it goes back to your point. Are you willing to be an example? Mm. And I think that is where that, like, like I said, like that changed the whole dynamic of what a relationship with God looks like is because everybody in the Bible, I feel like it shows of them being like, we say, Oh, you know, like these are our, the examples or this and that, but do we take what they went through to heart? like examples of what our life could play out, right? Mm -hmm. So I think that's where it's one of those things for me. It was like, you know, you may go through this or you may go through that. That's not saying that you may not, you know, you're saying like, oh, you're going to therapy and you're Mm going to get healing. But that, but for other people, that's not saying that, um, for instance, you know, um, this guy, he was talking about, you know, he's been through other like traumas, those kind Mm -hmm. of things, but because of therapy, it's helped him, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that once in a blue moon, the thought doesn't try to come back, right? right? right exactly, yeah. right? right? And I think mm-hmm. that is a perspective or like a mind change where it's like, mm-hmm. hey, you know, things could get better and can get better, mm-hmm. but it still is a fight or like you still right. have to do, like where you guys like the practical, you still have to do something on your part, whether right. even to maintain Put in or work, to right. keep yeah. it up, you know? So I think that is like a whole aspect to think about and for that person like with the mental health like you're not alone mm-hmm. um for sure. yeah you're not alone you're definitely not alone you guys had great answers to that honestly <laughs> um i'm not even gonna keep going I'm, I'm gonna go to the next question because um this is a good one too uh so this one this person kind of wrote a, a good little explanation of what they're what they're going through so it says uh can we talk about making friends as adults uh, this person is 34, single with no kids. Uh, she says, as an anxious introvert, 
who hates small talk and thrives on deeper connection, it's always been difficult for me to make friends. But especially now as an adult, I've never had a lot of friends and hardly any SDA friends. Uh, I've been distant but not gone from church for a while, which is a whole nother conversation. But I have been recently feeling a strong desire to have more Sabbath-keeping friends. Mm. When I do occasionally show up at church, I go for service and then go home. There's no friend-making time. But even if there was, I'd probably avoid it. Again, I'm an anxious introvert. So I'm feeling a little stuck, um, and she's asking for advice on the situation. Mm. Wow, wow, wow. So our question, are you guys, do you feel like you would say that you're an introvert? 1,000%. Okay, so then I was going to say I want to I would want to so, hear from your perspective no, first. Real, um, reading this, I related a lot to what she was saying. Um, people don't think I'm an introvert, uh, but I think I've... Um, Evolved? No, not even evolved. <laughs> I've become a, a pretty good faker. <laughs> like, that's what, I just realized, okay, like, I can't get through life as the way I'm going, so I guess I got to pretend, but I feel like that takes a lot of, out of me, and, like, uh, that is one of the things when it comes to introverts, like, social interactions drain, like, you know, having to pretend to not be mm-hmm. an introvert is draining. Yeah. Um, so, like, I get what she's saying. When I was in uh, dental school at UF, um, I felt that, Um like, I would go to certain churches, but I I had no desire to stick around after church. Like, I wasn't, like, mm-hmm. and, and then, like, you know, I get it. Like, you you want to make friends, but then you also, like, it's hard to do the work to make friends. Yeah. So, like, mm-hmm. I get it. Um, it's a little awkward, too, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. Because it's like, okay, I'm going to hang around, and who's going to talk to me? Yeah. Or, you know, like, it's just really tough. And uh, people who aren't like that it's hard for them to understand because it'd be like, well, just hang around and talk to somebody like, go, mm-hmm. you know, but I'm like, it's not that, it's not that simple. Right. Um, the best case scenario in this situation is there usually is someone that will reach out to you. Um, mm-hmm. and, and again, pray about it too. Um, mm-hmm. but God usually at least has someone to reach out to you. And when I think back on my situation, I did have that. Mm-hmm. I just chose to not, to not divulge into that as I could have. Like, mm. I could have, um, like, there were people that did reach out to me and stuff. I just kind of was like, oh, yeah, no, next time. <laughs> or, you know. But if I actually, you know, did go there, I probably could have got more involved. I probably could have uh, had more friends um, mm. that were that were Aventus in, in Gainesville. I could have, for sure. Um, Sounds like so the boat. Was the, was mm. it? Sounds like the boat. <laughs> right, he was sending the boat. So, so I was like, no, no. <laughs> right, so what was, the, what was the changing point for you? Um, honestly, I didn't have one. You didn't really I didn't have one. It was just I, coming back here. I went to the four years and I did not, uh, there were, there were some people that I hung out with now and again. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I, I didn't really have a desire to, to make friends like that. Oh, wow. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but I can only imagine, and I guess I always knew like, I'm coming back home. Yeah. You know, so you knew you yeah, had yeah. friends. Okay. But I'm like, right. I can only imagine the situation where like, you are home. Yeah. They don't have right. that. Like, let's say I moved to a new city or something right. like that. It would be super tough uh, for me, honestly. So I get it. What I would say, I'd be in the same boat as you. Um, <laughs> no, like, you, you as as uncomfortable as it's going to be, like, you kind of have to put yourself in those mm-hmm. uncomfortable situations. Yeah. Like, see it through. Um, because otherwise, it really is going to happen. Like, if yeah, you, that's true. If you don't put yourself in the situation to be social to my friends, well, mm-hmm. you know, one hundred percent, you're not going yeah. to. Yeah. But if you try, you know, at least there's a chance um, mm, that you will make friends. So I would say that, like, put yourself in that that uncomfortable situation. 
Um, usually, I'm telling you, there's usually someone mm-hmm. that that will reach out. Or if not, just observe for like a couple of weeks, and you'll know who to approach. Just like observe, mm-hmm. you'll see that like person that's like talking to everybody. You just approach that person and be like, oh, like mm-hmm. I'm new here, and they'll, gosh, you'll be like, oh my god, there's so much. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I promise, there, there's every church has one. <laughs> every right. church has one. So yeah. That's wait, so wait, saying. so who's that at our church? I'm not going to CJ. <laughs> oh, um, let's see. Wait, let's see. You have some um, I would say uh, for you, I'm, I'm, of course, I'm sorry that you're having to go through this. And of course, definitely, if you can go to therapy, I would highly recommend it so you can um, learn your triggers and the reason maybe if something happened in your past to what led up to this point that you're going through right now. But I would say a lot of it kind of goes into the environments. Like like you said, right? You were in Gainesville in an unfamiliar environment yeah. for four years. Until It's not until you came to a familiar environment where you kind of became more uh, ex- extroverted. Yeah. So I would say for her, if you can put yourselves in more comfortable environments for yourself, so maybe you can meet people in those spaces that you're comfortable in. If you said you like deeper intimate conversations maybe try to go to a poetry club or a uh like poetry night or or something that can you can probably do to get or gain deeper conversations or like a book club something right Mm -hmm. um and also maybe you need to change your environment maybe you're in an environment to where it's not most conducive for you to gain friendships so if you change your environment you might have an even fresh perspective and you might meet different people to to where you want to kind of jump into those different yeah. conversations and uh, make those uh, connections and, and have those Sabbath keeping friends or try new churches or yeah. going back to an old familiar church that you might uh, might have went to in the past that you that you did like. So I would say to try to do those things and maybe with the friends that you do have right now, think to yourself and say, okay, how did I make those connections with the friends I have now? No, that's right? true. So if you, you you did a specific thing or it happened a specific way, I would mm-hmm. say if you can try to recreate, recreate that. That, mm. that atmosphere or that mind frame or those scenarios or situations um, to kind of do that and see if it helps in that process. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was good. Uh, mm. I'd also say... Um, Definitely, I thought of something as you were talking. You know, you were like, you kind of didn't never made space, um, mm-hmm. even in so. I almost thought, like, if you never make space, think about it this way someone would literally have to chase you down to your car <laughs> before you got in the car and drove away to be like, hey, I want to talk to you. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I think sometimes, and this, this is not like taking away from how you feel because I've definitely felt that even like when I went to Oakwood, it was like, I didn't go there. I, I went there at the end of orientation. So like everybody already made friends. Oh. Like, um, it was of course like a whole new environment for me. I didn't know like anything. And I was almost like, even though I'm an extrovert in a lot of ways, I like that first day and like getting acquainted and stuff like that, it was very, very, very weird for me. Um, but what I would say is I like how you talked about interests, like things that they liked. I mm-hmm. would see like, what does the church have to offer in like social activities, for mm-hmm. instance, right? Like mm-hmm. we would have, um, like a Sunday fun day or other things right. that we're doing at our church. So like, I don't think asking, you know, somebody or let's say an elder or whatever, whoever you see that's either participating 
like just a question like hey you know um like do they have any like fun things to do like do you guys have any like socials or anything like that you know because those environments like when you go to something like that like it's a whole lot more yeah i feel like it's a lot less pressure than okay like i'm in church and you know most people Mm -hmm. after church like you just hang out like you just talk to just your friends right compared to i feel like a social thing yes you still hang out with your friends but everybody's more like engaged mingling talking so i think in an environment like that it's a lot less pressure um so i think that could be really good and i did think about this you know how you kept saying like there's always one Mm -hmm. and you also you guys also said oh like earlier be careful what you pray for yeah i promise you like this happened to me i'm not saying it's gonna happen to you but i would say try it but when i was at oakwood there was a time when I literally felt like I didn't have, like, I just wanted, like, that group or, like, that friend that got me, right? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I literally said that prayer. It wasn't, it took a long time. It took a long time. But I did end up getting somebody, like, that one person, but it didn't come in the box that I wanted. Or what mm. I expected. So I'd even say that, you know, he was mm. like, oh, you know, I had opportunities, but, you know, uh, I kind of just whatevered it. I would say, you know, maybe there has been, you know, people that may have possibly reached out to you before. Or, you know, maybe while you were walking out the door, someone's like, oh, hey, you know, uh, you know, the youth, like we're, we're having a Bible study in your mind. You're probably going to be like, no, I ain't going to that. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? But like those are sometimes those little things. Or, mm-hmm. you know, like I said, like I would say. What's the worst that could happen by being like, all right, God, like, if you can do it, mm-hmm. I would like you to bring me a good friend that you f- that fits those categories you're saying, like, mm-hmm. with your values, that kind of stuff. And be like, okay, um, bring them to me in a way that I can't say it was anybody or anything else. Mm. And it's almost like if he does do it, you will know. Because it's <laughs> yeah. happened to me, and I guarantee <laughs> you will know. You will know. But, Yeah. All right, we have nice. some some good comments too uh, uh, regarding these questions. Regarding the first one about mental health, mm-hmm. um, Danielle, uh, piggybacking off of you, was like God allowed us to have these professionals uh, talking about therapists, and she says, "I think as Christians, it's major to ask God for the right counsel, mm-hmm. lead us to that professional who can truly speak to what we need." Uh, sure. There are Christian therapists who are able to deal with mental health issues while offering heavenly advice. Mm. That's true, true, true. Sure. Facts, facts, facts. Um, Stephen and Sister Hunt are willing to be friends to anyone out there. Danielle says comfort is a good place, uh, but nothing grows there. True, mm. unfortunately. Uh, when I'm not in a comfortable when I'm not in a comfortable setting where I don't know anyone, I tend to stay to myself. However, we have to put ourselves out there. Um, Stephen says the only way you grow. Oh, that's the only way you grow. Oh, <laughs> um, he said to tell him about uh, him and Josh. Um, oh, Kiara says set small <laughs> goals for yourself. Try to talk to one person each Sunday and leave it at that for a while. Slowly you'll develop a network. True, step mm-hmm. by step, step mm-hmm. by step. So yeah, so to kind of say on what he was talking about. Um, so my friend Stephen, he was literally telling me this week how. Um, he has a really close um, like connection like with one of his friends named Josh, but it didn't start that way. So pretty much Steven is more of a 
I say like he's an ex. He's, he's very similar to you, right? Mm-hmm. He can he can be very extroverted, but he likes his alone time or you know to be himself. So pretty much like his friend was like, hey, you know, like let's uh, like he just met him at work and he was like, hey, you know, um, like let's go hang out. And he's like, yeah, 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 we will. Like that type of thing. And like anytime you'd yeah. hit him up, he's like. Yeah. At home watching anime, yeah. or at home doing something else, he's like, nah, I don't want to go out. Yeah. And it was like, it wasn't until, like, I guess the friend kept bugging him over time, and then mm-hmm. he was like, okay, I'll just go out, like, whatever. And, like, he really enjoyed it. So, you're not always, I'll be honest, I feel like you're not always going to get a person like that. That's going to be like, okay, mm-hmm. like, I'm going to keep bothering you, but I think the reason why he was kind of saying to talk about that was because like that showed from his perspective of like being an introvert as well. And when he finally decided to get out of his comfort zone, it didn't feel good. But now they're like really close friends and like he's super thankful for like their friendship, you know. So as you said before, you're not alone. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like that can relate with a lot of other people, even if you weren't that person that wrote that in. Because I feel like we for always sure. have that. For mm-hmm. sure, for sure. All right, guys, we've had a yeah a pretty good show. Ooh, I think we've yeah. had we we even went longer than I thought this was gonna go. Yeah. That's gonna be a quick topic. I'm not gonna lie, but um, <laughs> let let's say a word of prayer and then uh, stick around for a couple of announcements afterwards. All right, mm-hmm. um, Digitus, we're thankful that you have brought us through this week. We're thankful that you've brought us to the end of another episode. Thank for all the people that are watching here. We uh, ask that. Uh, the people that have heard this, that they will be blessed, that they will share it with others so that others can be blessed. Uh, God, we've discussed suffering, and it's something that we all go through. It's uh, indiscriminate, and it's just a part of being alive as a human, unfortunately. Um, but we're thankful that in whatever suffering we go through, no matter who's to blame or who's at the root cause of it, uh, we're just thankful that you don't leave us alone in our suffering. Um, as the song says, with Jesus in the vessel, you can smile at the storm. Amen. So uh, we're just thankful that you you are with us in these circumstances. Uh, and even if we don't figure out why we're in it, or even if we don't recoup things that we've lost in, in this suffering, God, we're uh, asking that you will help us to, to draw closer to you in this and that in the end, it will all be worth it. Um, and in the end, when we get to heaven, then we might get some closure. Then we might see uh, why we went through what we uh, went through. Um, but God, we ask that you'll give us the strength that we need in the seasons that we are going through. Um, lead us to the people that we need to be led to to help us uh, end these seasons. Um, uh, help us to be more transparent to our friends and to others, um, to, to allow them to see that you know they're not alone in the situations that they're going through, that, um, that you know we've been there and we're currently there. Um, help us to be able to give hope and, and, and life and love to others uh, as you give hope and life and love to us. Um, I ask that you will be with uh, those that have sent these questions in, you know, uh, those that are looking for friendship and companionship, um, uh, send them to the right person, send them, put them in the right environment where they're able to, you know, step out of their comfort zone a little bit and, and be rewarded by that. Um, those that are going through mental health problems, God, it's a, it's a rough and a tough thing to go through. Um, and I'm sure that they're already talking to you about it. Um, and I'm sure that you're already setting up ways for them to be able to get out of, uh, get through this situation, um, send them to the right people, give them the right uh, counsel. Um, just ask God that you will move in their lives and uh, in a mighty way. Um, we ask God that you will uh, keep us all safe and uh, bring us back at the next episode. Um, we're thankful for everything that you have done and everything that you are going to do. In Jesus' name.
Amen. Amen. All right. So if you guys have made it to the end of this, we want to say thank you. This was long. I, I do apologize, but uh, we're thankful that you made it. Some quick announcements before you go. We have some uh, events coming up. Uh, our Sunday fun day is going to be the 30th. Um, these guys can tell you they've been to our past Sunday fun days. We do pull all the stops. We have like a lot of different games. It's really fun. Um, if the person that sent that is yeah, in this area, yeah. come through. Like I didn't even think about that. Gotta, I didn't even think about that. You know, say who you are right. or anything like that. <laughs> but like, well, we're all friendly out here. Like you'll have a great time. Mm -hmm. um, we also want to shout out Adrian again for making our website, thewalkapod.org. If you guys want to go there and put in more submissions for talk to the walk uh yeah, so that we can keep that having these real conversations keep talking about things that you guys want answers to um you can go to our website thewalklive.org um we're also gonna you know finals nba finals not finals playoffs have started whoop, whoop. um <laughs> yeah. and we're gonna uh, actually have some watch parties coming soon once we get a little bit further along in the playoffs um, and there'll be more details about that but we want you guys to come and support that it's gonna be a good time even if you don't watch basketball just being in the setting with a bunch of uh, people talking nonsense, <laughs> whatever. It'll be a good time. Um, like and subscribe. Share the video. We want as much people as possible to see this so that they can all be blessed. Um, we're going to have our next episode uh, next month, the third Friday. Uh, we're going to continue in our series, The Whole Truth. Um, if you are not following us, that's where you want to uh, go to see what our next topic is actually going to be. We haven't picked it yet, but we have a lot of different ones lined up that we want to discuss. Um, and, yeah, that's it, guys. Thanks for watching. Have a good night, and we'll catch you on the next one. Woo! Happy Sabbath, everyone. Whoa, 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 whoa. Before you go, make sure you like us on all social media platforms at The Walk Live. And find us on any of your favorite podcast platforms. Our journey doesn't have to end here. Join us on the next walk.